0: I
1: got some good tea bro I got some tea maybe in a minute boom we're live mr Jared lamb what's up brother in the house man what happened to the mustache uh, that J- just uh, again the microphone oh, the mic. just try, I yeah tried to I took the mustache to the
0: off several years ago I grew that mustache out in uh in a way to uh kind of honor my dad oh really yeah my dad always rocked the stash man he was like he had that look, you know. He had that Sam Elliott look, that 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 actor,
1: that '80s porn star that, look. That,
0: he had it, man. <laughs> he had it, and that was my thing, man. I grew out that stash, and I was like, I read this saying that said, "No one strikes fear into the enemy like a dude that looks ready to shoot a '70s porn." <laughs>
1: so I was just rocking that tombstone
0: thing. But I'm not a facial hair guy, man. I've tried. You look no. great with facial hair, see. I can't do it, man. I like I grow it, but I just I have to get rid of it, man. Mm. So I'm thinking about growing out the mullet though, like the eighties mullet. Now. Jesus. I'm thinking about keeping it short and just rocking that
1: mullet. W- where man. are you getting these ideas? Just,
0: it's, it's, it's retirement, man. Shit happens to your brain and you just start thinking like, you know, what can
1: I do today? You know? Yeah. Yep. So grow a mullet. Um, grow do mullet. me a favor, man. I, you're fading out a little bit. If okay. you could want to just like lift this thing up a bit, right. There. Uh, just to get a little bit closer to you. Yeah. That'll work. All right. Yeah. That sounds better. Right. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well um it's good to see you good to be it's here it's been a while it's been, it's R- been retirement's been. working for you for people who don't know you just retired from the el paso police department yeah i did uh, 22 and years 22 years yeah. jesus man yeah. um, in
0: fact what's today the 30th yes yeah i, I retired january 29th of this year
1: so oh it's been it's been a, f- a few months about four
0: months, four months. Yeah. yeah four months well, and like- you're, you're
1: looking slim I'm, you know, Re- retirement's working for you, you
0: know, cause I'm not out eating that, that crap we eat
1: all day the on cop duty. the
0: cop diet, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't,
1: I'm so, you know, is I'm that not, true? Coffee and donuts?
0: Well, we'll go with coffee. You know where the donut thing came from, right? The oh, you don't know every, for anyone watching who taught cops and donuts. Well, you know, back in the day, all that was open 24 hours was the donut shop. Uh, so that's where the cops would go, you know, on graveyard, graveyard shift and just go hang out at the donut shop, you know? So that makes sense. Yeah. So that's where it came from. Cops and donuts. But it's very true.
1: <laughs> well, what do they call it when you join, uh, when you graduate the academy and you put on fifty pounds? They call it the equipment belt, or what do they call uh, it? Because the bigger your waist, the bigger the belts so you can carry more stuff.
0: I don't know about like that. like you can carry
1: more magazines and more tasers and more uh, handcuffs. You, don't you don't got more to... room. Like a skinny guy yeah. can only have a few things on his
0: belt. That's all you need. You, don't need, you know, but something happens when you graduate. You start, you know, start. Ex- <laughs> you, start ex- you enter, you enter that that cop that cop lifestyle. You know, you, you know you start expanding. Like, I don't got to go to the gym. <laughs> I got a badge, right? I got to go to the gym. You know, this is mentality. Oh, good.
1: I don't need to I chase need somebody. Yeah, I just yeah. shoot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. happens. That's a problem.
0: little bit. Sometimes. A little bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, um, it's crazy to me that you have to pass a physical and a shooting exam to become an officer. Mm-hmm. But then once you become an officer, you never have to do that shit again.
0: Well, you have I, to, you have to maintain your quals. As far as the, the PT standards, I don't know how they're doing that. Like like once you – they used to have implement this thing where um, maybe once or twice a year you had to do a, a physical fitness thing to maintain. And if you didn't pass, there were some repercussions. But, I again, like a lot of things, I to, they, they abolish that out. As far as your shooting standards, no, you have to qual maybe twice a year with M4 shotgun. Your, oh, your do you hand, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That Same with your taser. Better. Yeah, you have to, you know. Now using common sense. That's yeah, that stuff you need to polish up on you know? <laughs> when to, when to do this stuff, you know, that's, but anyway,
1: the, the physical standards though, it's crazy to me. Like you've got a bunch of officers out there who are incapable of actually apprehending a suspect just physically. Like you train jujitsu, you work out, you've mm-hmm. always, you've always done this. So you yeah. like, I bet that's helped you tremendously. You, you know, what helped me Being nice.
0: Ex- absolutely. I, 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 you know, I, I, I taught at the police Academy for several years as an adjunct instructor. And the courses we taught were emotional wellness and, and emotional health and growth and development and being an officer and, and de-escalation tactics and the communication. And I used, I used to tell these recruits and police officers, one of the most impactful and powerful things you have is listening and empathy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, you know, a lot of people in this profession don't get it because they think that means you're soft. No, you're not soft. You know, You can still do your job effectively. But, and that's what worked for me was listening and being empathetic. And a lot of times I felt like I could just hand handcuffs to people and go, you know, just cuff yourself. We're going to go. We're in this together. You'll be all right. Have you
1: ever done that? No,
0: (laughs) no, I didn't. But I had that. I felt like I had that rapport. You know, I was always cool with everybody, man. and, And it didn't take in anything from, you know, the macho or the, or this, this image, you know, that some people think they have to have. Like it's not your identity. And, and, and like in retirement, you know, um, a lot of guys, a lot of people in this profession, they retire and then they just jump right into the next law enforcement job. And I didn't do that, you know, and I'm, it's only been four months. It's not a long time. I retired. I knew I was done. I didn't want to be a cop anymore. I'm like, well, I'm only 49 and I'm pretty blessed to to do this at this, you know, to make this decision. I love being a cop. I had a blast, man. It, It was a great time. And, but I'm like, I, I want to retire. I want to take some time for me, as they say, you know, I want to, you know, see what's out there and, and, and and just do me. And if I find myself coming back into the profession in a year, year and a half, I'm glad I took this time because it's growth, you know, it's, and, you know, I can say, you know, I, I didn't just, I gave myself time to grow and, you know, try and figure some things out.
1: Do do you think that though, my point about the physical training is like with officers who are, um, out of shape weak Mm -hmm. physically weak Mm -hmm. um which i think i think really leads to being uh, psychologically weak as well because you always feel threatened by everybody Mm -hmm. especially when you're in a position where you're trying to arrest people who are breaking the law Mm -hmm. um we know that when you hang out with a bunch of guys who are insecure about themselves because they're physically weak. You know, it's, it's a different kind of man than when you're hanging out with guys who train in martial arts, guys Mm -hmm. who work out and they have that confidence that they can handle themselves. Do you think that having a lot of officers out there who are weak like that, um, is maybe contributing to having certain situations escalate, um, more than, more than they otherwise would. Like if the officer had the confidence to tell somebody, Hey man, like, you know, we we don't like just to talk to them with with confidence mm-hmm. and the officer have the confidence in themselves that they don't need to draw, draw their firearm. Yeah. They can take this guy down and arrest them. Right. Don't you think it, it would actually make interactions between the police and, and people more civil?
0: Uh, I don't know if that has to do with the physical fitness part. You know, I always said, you know, uh, working out, you feel good about yourself. You put that uniform on. You feel real good. You got to look sharp. And there are there are people in the profession that just let themselves go. Yeah. And you know, I often, you know, um, I went through a phase in my career where I got pretty overweight. I, you know, I let myself go, and I remember being sized up by people like, "This is just a typical fat cop." Right. There's you marshmallow
1: know? in the police uh, yeah, exactly. costume. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and they, you know, and if it came down to you know chasing somebody, and you know, you're gonna gas out. You know, you're going to burn out. You have, you have to maintain some kind of, you know, physical fitness regimen. Cause I think it helps with the mental part of it too. It gives you, gives you an outlet, you know, the jujitsu for me, you know, people often ask like, have you ever used jujitsu? I'm like, they want to hear like, you know, I threw some like
2: flying, flying arm bar <laughs> on some
0: dude <laughs> and I'm like, no man, this ain't Hollywood, you know, um, I said, I said it in a different way, I said, yeah, I use jujitsu, but it helped me here, you know, helped me in the mind. It helped right. me, you know, jujitsu changed everything for me. I, You know, I've been, you know, the, the day before I retired, January 20, I, my last day was January 29th, January 28th, I got my brown belt and I've kind of felt like, maybe this is an interesting transition. You know, I've been training nine years, you know, sat out a little bit with COVID and, and um, I had a couple of surgeries, you know, knee and my arm and, but I stayed in it. You know, I was always thinking about was just getting back to the mats. You know, but for jujitsu, uh and in 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 anybody, any martial art, you know, you have to find something I think it helps I always call it the balance. You have to have a balance. You know, you're a peace officer, you're not a street fighter, you're not a gunslinger in the Wild Wild West. You're a peace officer and you have an obligation to the people. And I mean that in hands down. If something happens, that fear kicks in, you know, and I I often called it, you know, so you get these some of these officers that they start, they start barking real loud like a little dog behind the fence. Yeah. And if you just walk up to that dog and say, "I'm coming on your property," you're gonna see this guy start to cower back a little bit. And you'll see, you know, officers they start to escalate if they start to lose control. And I don't know if that's, um, about the physical part of it, you know, because there's some big boys out there that could probably get down, you know. But I, for me, you know, it was all about listening and empathy and and, and just trying to well the whole thing you know Mm. you know if if somebody said to me you know i don't like you guys i can't stand you cops i would tell them well i work with these motherfuckers man you know i get it you know and (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i genius yeah i get it so let's just put that behind us because now you're on his team i'm exactly and exactly you know they'll tell you till they're blue in the face it's all about the community it is you know and and I got nothing against, you know, and, and 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 any cop out there will probably get what I just said. They'll go, yeah, man, you know, you could have, you know, eight cops there doing their thing, and they're good dudes, and you get two show up, and they're just gonna fuck up the whole scene. They're gonna, you're like, get these guys out of here, and 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 that's just go, man, get out of here, you know. Um, but you know, you know, it's that's an interesting topic. It's a big thing right now, police reform, and and. You know, people often ask me, what, what do you think police reform is? And I'm like, well, I can tell you what it's not. It's not about defunding and it's not about taking powers away. It goes right down to how you're hiring. Again, how you're training, how you're selecting your supervisors and accountability, you know, and you just got to weed out the bad ones, man. Just get rid of the bad ones.
1: I think you have to.
0: You have to. And, you know, don't worry about, you know, Whatever the upper echelon of this profession is worried about you, you got to get rid of them.
1: I think one of the things that uh, ties into police reform that I I think is critical uh, is a national registry for, um, for that, like a, like a reporting uh, a, a place where you could report cops who are, uh, who have been fired for for breaking certain rules? Mm-hmm. Because you, then you, could, you you can't just leave one department, move to another city, and then and then start. You know that there.
0: happens a lot, man. They're, yeah, that, you know
1: that. Well, it's it's like those it's like those Catholic priests. You know they <laughs> they get caught raping kids yeah, yeah. in in they, in, they are, in Italy, and yeah. then they just move them to Spain, and then yeah, they keep yeah. raping I've, over I've there. I've heard that.
0: You yeah, know, they they move them to some place else. As far as the law enforcement world, you know. I think they're pretty good with those background checks they do. You know, if you have a pattern of behavior, you you know, I, there are there are guys who jump from agency to agency to agency to agency. And you'll see that pattern of behavior follow them. And you'll see that usually with some maybe the smaller departments. You know, they just jump around and it's, and it's you know, and, and it comes down to one thing, man. And it's, you know, everyone's all about this whole racist cop, racist cop. And I've told people there's, you got something far worse than racist cops. Let's get over that. You have something far worse. It's a it's this is what you need to work on. You have egotistical, pompous, arrogant pricks out there with a badge and a gun. Mm. Absolutely.
1: That's a problem.
0: That's the problem.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the problem. It's not a race thing. It's an ego thing. And I've, you know, I've said the most detrimental thing to anybody. And and since I knew cops and did this for over 20 years, the most detrimental thing to a cop was his own ego. That's what's going to get him in trouble. You know? And so, once they can deal with that, you know, you'd have probably some pretty good people out there. But ego is, and we all have it. It's, it's just what what level do you have it in check, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what, you know, going back to jujitsu, you know, that's what it did for me. I, I, I was a egotistical cop anyway. I was always pretty cool with people. And, and you know, um, I dealt with, you know, humor was a big thing for me, you know, just relating to people, you know.
1: But you're working it like a salesman. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's really cool. I yeah. think that's, that's a very smart approach. Keeps you safer. Keeps people safer. Exactly. You don't have to always be looking over your shoulder when you go to have dinner somewhere because somebody's, somebody might be there. That's mad at you for arresting That's happened, or man. their brother. That's or, happened.
0: And, and this town, El Paso is a funny town with that. It's a great city. It's a huge city, but you can be somewhere. And I've been, I've been recognized. I've been confronted. I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know, so how'd that go? Uh man. Well, for the most part, I've had people come up and go, Hey, do you remember me? And you're just sitting there going like no oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I either go like I either wrote this guy a citation <laughs> you know, or I put him in jail. You know,
0: because I've had my moments. Well, let's just say I'm glad there was no camera phones, man. You know, I'm glad this used this a whole other time, but I'm going like, fuck, man. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm sitting there eating with my family or my daughter or something like, well. You're arresting me, dude. I just, you know, you were cool, man. And I'm like, thanks, dude. But I've had one time where this dude walked up and, and and Albertson's up here and he tried to pull some shit. And, and uh, but it was it was it didn't have anything to do with being a cop. It was something totally different. He just knew I was a cop and he just wanted to get confrontational.
1: So and, you never had an interaction with him? No, as a police officer, never did. But he just recognized he you. Recognized me. He wanted to um, start some shit. You were you know, off duty.
0: Yeah, uh-huh, I was off duty. And, uh, how did that go down? Well, this dude walks up. I'm sitting here like in the meat section or something without an Albertsons. and Albert <laughs> This dude walks up. He goes, Hey, you remember me? I'm like, no, oh, man, I have no idea who you are. He goes, we'll take care of this another time. I'll respect that you're with your daughter. I was well, motherfucker. No, no, no. You don't come talking shit like that. Who are you, man? He goes, don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry about it. So I'm starting to try to, you know, again, the ego. I start going, I'm like tell him, fuck you, man. Who are you? Don't stop talking shit. And I tell my daughter, you know, take a few go a few aisles down, you know. And then I'm getting confrontational. And, you know, the, 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 I read something. Uh, uh, it, it had to do with terrorism, but it goes to everybody. Like, the terrorists don't have to play by the rules. You know, I have to play by the rules. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a cop. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And if I well on this dude and whoop his ass, now I'm in trouble. And they're gonna go, well, you're a cop, and this and that. And, you know,
1: he threatened your daughter. Fuck em. He didn't really threaten her, but he's just talking
0: some smack. You know. But in hindsight, I'm gonna jump ahead here. I want. Well, I'm gonna get to. I should just beat the shit out of the guy, and we would have sorted it out later. But I'm thinking, well, and I, you know, I'm, I'm instigating this guy. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm challenging this dude. And some other guy walks up at the time to him and he goes, dad, look what this guy's doing to me. I'm like, man, don't be a bitch, man. call your daddy, man. Fuck you, man. So I said it and I'm not one about to go, well, I'm a cop. I won't do that. I didn't carry my badge with me. I didn't do that. But naturally I'm thinking, I must know this guy. From, I, I, you know, what's this dude all about? So I said, this have to do with me being a cop. He goes, No, nah, bro, no, nah, bro. And his dad says, you're a police officer. I go, yeah, I am. He goes, let me see your credentials. I go, I so I showed him. He asked for him. I I showed him. I had my ID. He tries to take it from me. I'm like, man, what's up with you? Don't, uh uh-uh. You know, so they're talking among each other. It's getting heated, and I've said enough's enough, so I call for units, and units show up, and um, making a long story short, man, really, you know, a supervisor walks up. He goes, what'd you do? I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do? So this punk's coming up, you know, talking some shit. He's being a fucking asshole in front of my kid. And what did I do? You know, I mean, he straight up threatened you. Yeah. I said, what did I do? I did the right thing. And he says to me, shh, 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 don't, don't be cussing. I don't want anyone to get offended by this. Fuck out of, oh, fuck. Fuck out of here. So yeah. How no, about
1: you? How about you getting offended? Yeah, like, oh, fuck that, that guy.
0: Yeah. That, so that's, that's part of police reform. You, you know, don't look at me like I was the problem. You know, I had to play by the rules. Like I said, right, you know, right. I didn't take it to the, you know, I don't whoop this dude's ass. I didn't, or try to do something and end up getting hurt. My daughter hurt. I just, I'm going to call for units. I ain't playing this game. You know, the guy, uh, ended up having a criminal warrant for his arrest. And it turns out he was my, or a distant relative of my ex-wife. And he, Yeah. <laughs> wow. And he wanted to challenge me on this bad <laughs> divorce we had, you wow. know, yeah, that's all it came down to, man. And it was just dramatic and it was stupid. And. You know, he he. So he tried to tell these these officers that I had broken into his house, and they were like, "No, nah, dude, try again. That's you nah, didn't break into your house." I'm like, "Where did that come from?" You know, he's doing whatever he could, and he had dad all worked up. And um, so, the,
1: how how old is this guy?
0: At this time, this was probably
1: he's mouthing off to you. Yeah, and twenty. This it,
0: was about 2012, 2013, and he must have been probably in his early 20s then.
1: See, man I'd, I'd have a hard time like i i i couldn't do the job of a police officer right i'd be more i'd probably be more suited for like the job of a spy possibly mm-hmm. but a police officer i can't do it because like you said you got to play by the rules mm-hmm. you have a lot of rules yeah a lot and, of li- a
0: lot of liability in a that of in
1: that case i'd have thrown that motherfucker through the through yeah. the, and you know you what know,
0: in hindsight coulda woulda shoulda i should have you know i should have and i just said well you know if. if you know, my department's gonna show up and talk to me like this. I should have just, you know, beat the dude's face in.
1: Were they covering their ass? Well, what I don't know what deal? it
0: was. I, I I don't know. You they, know, they
1: didn't want the public uh that, a, a it would have never even gotten it, it reflecting would never, on them, it would have
0: never gotten there. But I'm just like, dude, don't come to me like what, what did I instigate this? Like, no, man. It was it was it was pretty shitty, man.
1: Pretty, pretty shitty. Now, what how do you think what what do you think would have happened if you did knock him out? <laughs> <laughs> if he, as soon, uh, you know, as soon as he said you're with your daughter we'll take care of this another if time if you just, asked, just, if, you if you just laid, laid him out,
0: out i probably would have been arrested yeah absolutely i probably would have been charges dropped once it all was said and done but i would have to gone through some bullshit
1: what why do you think charges would have been dropped
0: I, it probably would have would have uh not because i'm a cop because of the situation you know they would have done their part let's arrest them let's let cover their butts you know but once the lawyers got involved and said, hey man, you know, this is kind of a self-defense thing here. He's a cop. You know, you walk around a little hyper-vigilant every now and then, like you said, sitting in the restaurant looking around with your back yeah, to the wall.
1: That's that, another thing I couldn't do.
0: Yeah, you, you don't need that mindset all the time. You know, you need to let it go.
1: Well, see, I have that mindset already. Uh-huh. Nat- naturally.
0: Well, shit. It's a the times are nuts and they're just getting
1: Well, just since since I was a kid, man, anytime I'm I'm walking down the street, I'm looking around me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to trying to keep an eye on like that person looks like he might be dangerous that you know I'm, I'm i'm always looking around anytime i go to a restaurant i sit in the corner i, I don't i don't like having people behind me mm-hmm. i hate going to movie theaters for that reason i'll wait until the movie's been out for like a month because i can't be in a packed movie mm-hmm. theater with a bunch of strangers in a dark room yeah. and i have to be all the way at the top i won't sit in the it's middle funny, of a, yeah i can't yeah. do that stuff so if i if i were a police officer it would just be magnified yeah it'd be because i know that there are people out there who hate me luckily there's nobody out there that hates me that i know mm. of yeah. there, may, there may be a couple of pricks that, yeah. that i've had some had some you know rough yeah. rough uh, uh, uh encounters with yeah. but for the most part i don't think anybody out there wants to hurt I, I'm me i'm
0: pretty i think i'm the same way like you know, because I was always cool with people, and like I said, that that incident I just talked about—that was not even police related. You know, right? He—he he was just a little douchebag, and but the, well,
1: he's also a moron because yeah. he has a warrant for his arrest. He had a criminal, and off not, to a cop. Yeah, and he, what the he, fuck? Yeah, not
0: like he didn't—he didn't even have like a traffic <laughs> ticket. You know, I've arrested people who have traffic tickets, and I think it's the end of the world. I'm like, no, uh, man, you're cool, bro. But then this guy had a criminal warrant for like I think he was writing hot checks or something. Oh jeez. And uh, and so I'm like. You know, and he wanted to apologize, and uh, and then he made a comment because I had been a canine handler for so long. I just left canine at this time, and it and he said, "I know that's you know Officer Lamb, and he was he's a canine handler." So they start thinking like, "Did I you know get a load of dope off this guy with my dog? What is this all about?" And he finally came out and said, "Hey man, he's he's married to like a distant relative at one time, and they had a bad divorce, and I wanted to confront him on it,
1: like man." how cool was that job canine? Be, being with the canine oh unit. canine was, was shit the man best?
0: canine was cool man i had a I, you know that's what i wanted to do was be a a canine handler i wanted to work a dog there was something there was something really cool about that man dog team when you showed up you know it's a challenging challenging like i'll say it again challenging assignment but it was it was hands down the best thing i'd done in my career you know and uh it, it it was really cool, man. It was
1: it, it seems like that would be really fun. It was. Now you get the, the this dog stays with you at all times. Yeah, they with, go home with you. Uh-huh. With our
0: agency, you know, the dog goes home with you, they provide you a kennel, you got the truck, you know, you, you get all the equipment and gear, you know, you had it was like anything. You had uh an allotted vet you take them to every for checkups, you you had where you went and picked up your food you know they were very well taken care of oh, that's it's awesome it's an awesome program it really is there's
1: a there's a great video on the internet um i i, I can't play it i wish i could but this officer is uh, talking with this guy and the guy slaps him and the officer is just like cool as a cucumber he just goes all right walks back to his truck and opens the door and out comes the dog uh-huh. and he just the dog just jumped on this guy and took him down in, in like in a matter of seconds is it, is it rehearsed or is it real no, I think it's real. It, it looked okay. real. I, I, you know, I I don't know. I probably should have checked. Man. But I, I, the I, officer's I, just like, all right, you gonna hit me? <laughs> you gonna you gonna deal with my dog? I'm not gonna no. fuck with you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> they so, don't. I feel like I've had I've had um maybe you've had uh, experiences like this, but I've had friends or officers tell me that people are more likely to mouth off to you if you're pointing a gun at them than if you if you threaten them with your dog let me like, tell you like man once the dog the, comes yeah, out they the, piss the, their pants. the
0: psychological factor of a dog <laughs> <laughs> i had a couple calls where we had some burglaries it wasn't like all the time only a few where i was going to send the dog in and he's you know he's working it he's working it It was at like this dollar general or like a one of these dollar stores over off of uh, it doesn't off at of purging somewhere in central and they had a break in and and you know, my dog's name was Dutch and he was, he was working it and he's working on part of the building. He's come around you hear this dude go, okay, man, I give up. <laughs> yeah, They don't want to <laughs> and, fuck and, with the dog. The, yeah. The guy said, hey man, you guys, when the officers initially got there and they were like clearing the building, he goes, you guys walk right by I me. Mean, he even tells one of them, I could have grabbed your feet. He goes, and I heard the panting of the dog. He goes, I wasn't going to screw with it. The psychological factor of the dog is, is really, is, it's a cool tool, man. It's, you know, looking for dope you know and 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 just doing the patrol work is psychological
1: and what kind are they are they always a, a particular breed or is it a, uh, a i had what's called variety?
0: the dutch shepherd but most of them are the belgian malinois you know this uh that's usually what you're seeing more and more now the mouths.
1: Oh really? Yeah. And what's special about them? They just, probably just
0: their work agility. They're, they're very I thought, trainable. I
1: thought, they, I thought police officers used German shepherds. Back
0: in the day, they did. Oh, yeah. They're they, transitioned them out. I, I there's all kinds of theories about why. I think there's some breeding issues. Um, there's a lot behind it, but I think that MAL has shown that that's more of a of a reliable working animal. The shepherds were too lab. Just depends what you're looking for. I think Border Patrol uses some labs for. You know, some scent work or some, you know, some of their search and rescue stuff. It just depends. You just find the drive of the dog and work with it.
1: I've um, recommended to several people. Uh, to get a dog because they, they ask me people who live by themselves mm-hmm. and they're worried about being home alone mm-hmm. and they go, well, what, what, you know, what kind of gun should I get? Yeah. What kind of uh, martial arts should I yeah. learn? And I'm like, look, let's be honest. You're never going to punch or kick. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. yeah, like you just, some people, yeah. you just know they don't have it in them no. to, act, to, to throw down mm-hmm. or and, even shoot. And even if you had a gun, you're not yeah. going to shoot somebody. Yes. You're more likely to have that weapon taken from you and, and become a problem for you. Mm-hmm. I said, just get a dog.
0: That sound of the bark, again, it's that psychological, Yeah, a loud, deep bark or whatever. It scares the shit out of people. people. Some people got, some of you guys are even scared of little dogs. Give
1: me one second. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Go ahead. Just one
0: second. No worries. Left alone. All right. We're good. We're back. Yeah. Get a dog, man. Like where's that question? What's, what's, what was the question posed? Like, what's the best martial art for self-defense? And the answer was 45 auto Buy a gun. <laughs> yeah. Buy a gun. You know, so
1: that's, that's what I tell people mm-hmm. 45 auto. Yeah. Um, but there are people who I tell them, get a dog because mm-hmm. now nah, you're not going to have your dog everywhere with you. Like you would carry a gun, yeah. but at least for home defense, I think that's a great option because I just know these people will not shoot somebody. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know some people. Th- their life can be in danger. They still, they, they, I don't think they'll pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Maybe they will at that point, but people like that probably should not own firearms. Yeah. You know, except for sporting reasons. You know, you sure. want to go to the shooting range. That's yeah, fine. fine. Thank you. If, if you're yeah. going to try to defend yourself with it. um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think some people train, they go to jujitsu, they go to kickboxing, they go to MMA classes and you can tell that you can bitch slap this guy and take his money and he won't do anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Even though he's like a purple belt mm-hmm. and, and he's choked people out, yeah, yeah, they just don't have it in them.
0: There's, yeah. There's people like that. Yeah. We have cops like that. You have soldiers like that. Right. You know, they're,
1: they're out there, you know? that's that's a real problem when you're a cop or a soldier yeah. if you have that kind of uh, yeah. um, attitude of, you it's know, you're the, just like, you're you like
0: is it, is it the fight or flight
1: syndrome? You know? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You may, you're just too concerned about what could happen to you mm-hmm. so that you'd, you'd rather not engage no matter what yeah. or you'd rather like sit quietly in your closet and maybe this guy who broke into your house will take w- w- something and leave mm-hmm. instead of just going out and, and mm-hmm. trying to smash the fucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have it. Some people don't. Yeah, it's, you know what, your man? Liver. Lately, um, I've been eating liver, <laughs> and I think it's making me more aggressive.
0: <laughs> tell me, let me interv- tell me why? How?
1: I, I have no idea. Liver raising my vitamin A. I don't oh, know. A, I get it. <laughs> you know, total bro science. But no, so, I've been. Um, I ate liver. Well, I don't know. I think there's something about eating organs that probably triggers a thing in your brain.
0: Like I get that. Tells that you, might like, make sense. Some like sense there. You're a
1: savage because yeah. why else would you be eating organs? um or liver hearts Mm -hmm. kidneys you know yeah and i've been listening to dan pena do you know who that is is i can i can only listen to dan pena for two days at a time before i'm like all right dude you're gonna make me get in a fight with somebody (laughs) he's this old man he's like 78 years Uh old but he's got a lot of pep in his step okay and he's just a savage he's just Mm -hmm. like he's giving speeches um, he, he always calls people pussies and cunts and he should. snowflakes. He should. He's a savage.
0: What's his, what's his, what's his background in?
1: Uh, business. Uh, is he's
0: not a, like a, a CIA op Delta no, guy. No. special force. He's guy. made,
1: he's made billions of dollars in the oil industry okay. he's worked with uh, governments around the world mm-hmm. and uh he's just a savage man he's, he's just maybe Google he's yeah, like he's given a talk one time <laughs> he's like this motherfucker right here a stiff drink and a good fuck would kill him <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: he's, he's great mm-hmm. he's just but i listened to him for two days and then i need a break because i'm like this guy's gonna make me fight somebody yeah i'm like he's he's too alpha he wow. he shot a bear with a pistol and then jumped on its a grizzly jumped on its back and stabbed it to death he said he stabbed it like 100 times better did you fucking like he, he said he's like oh i went hunting with a rifle and then that was too easy and then i started hunting with a pistol and that was too easy and then i started hunting with a knife he ran down a buffalo and stabbed it to death okay like he, he's just crazy
0: and hats off to he's you Dan.
1: yeah you're not gonna mess with that guy no I'm... even at 78 years old you're not gonna mess with that guy he actually there was a there was a there's a there's a clip i saw of him where this young kid uh i think he was giving a talk at a school or something and this young kid was like, oh, a lot of people, uh, you think you're not for real. You know, I think you're a fraud. You, you wouldn't actually hit somebody. He walks up and smacks him.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, that's wow. great. Yeah. Now, you wouldn't want him to be a police officer probably. No, you don't want that. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's the way things are going. Maybe in the 70s, you could do yeah. the 80s. That was, you know, I grew up on that. That's why I wanted to be a cop, man. Really? Like, I grew up on, you know, I was born in 71. I remember it was like early, in the, you know, 70s, I you know. I was watching Adam 12, and then I would watch, like, Hill Street Blues. And then, do you even know these shows? Oh, no. See, you know, these were cop shows, man. And was
1: 20 years before I was born. Yeah, dude.
0: so, and then, you know, maybe somebody watching and listening will go, yeah, I remember that. And then Miami Vice came around, man.
1: I've heard of Miami Vice. Miami
0: Vice was the shit. And then something changed everything. It was cops. Reality TV cops, late 80s. Uh,
1: you know, bad boys, bad
0: boys. Like fuck, oh, oh, oh. and then I was like, man, I love it, you know. RoboCop, yeah, all that shit, you know. Smith, cops bad were the boys, yeah. That cops were cool, man. For me, I was scared of mom and dad. They laid down the law. I didn't have a problem with the cops, man. Those are the coolest dudes out here, I, you know.
1: Well, and how many little boys back in the day would dress as a cop for Halloween? Oh yeah, you don't see much of that anymore. You see some hot women doing it. <laughs> you see them dressing as, uh, as as strippers and cop outfits. I like There's it. A, That's a good combo, man.
2: That's
0: a good combo.
1: <laughs> you going to let them handcuff you? I, I would. Probably. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I watched the movie Basic Instinct. I'll never let a woman cuff me. Oh God! Have you seen that with Sharon Stone years ago? Gosh, she she's she, so t- hot. And she, she ice picked Jesus the dude, Christ. right? Yeah, she would tie the guy's mm-hmm. uh, wrists to the mm-hmm. to the uh, headboard of the bed, and then That's she'd right. stab him with an ice pick. ice
0: pick. There was a guy who copycatted that,
1: and she she chased after a cop mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. Yeah. Like she she went after this cop, and eventually he became her lover. Yeah. There's a guy, There's a like a serial killer who did. that? There was a
0: guy who did that. It was a ser- a thing on Netflix. He was Thai women and. No, he tied he was he tied dudes up. Oh. And he he was so inspired by the movie Basic Instinct that he copycatted that the way he killed his lovers. Oh shit. Yeah, he chopped them up. Oh. Got caught, and it's, it's a documentary on uh, Netflix called Don't Fuck with the Cats.
2: Oh jeez. Yeah, you
0: got to check it out. It's this dude, he's somewhere in Canada he pulls this off and it's and people like he would torture cats online or animals or something you know he would just and people were catching on to this and they found him you know and then he was caught in I think Germany or Norway or Amsterdam or somewhere and in some little like internet cafe the the dude recognized him from Interpol some like want was popped out he goes that's that dude and called the German police and they came and got him but the, the people they interview in the documentary are the ones that put everything together to, yeah. to find them. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool story.
1: I got into watching, um, serial killer documentaries for a while. Yeah. And, uh, boy, you get into that world. It's you just,
0: have you seen that it, one it, crazy, not insane. I think it's called. No, oh, dude, you gotta see it. it.
1: Just, you're just, you just sit there thinking what the fuck mm-hmm. is going on in this person's brain mm-hmm. killed someone, ripped their head off, had sex with them, left them in the woods, came back a few days later, ate their heart, Mm -hmm. fucked them again. Yeah. You're just like, what? Like, that's so disgusting. Yeah.
0: And then then went to work.
1: Some of those, yeah. Um, Yeah. Like nothing. nothing. Some of those guys say that it's that smell of death that turns them on. Mm -hmm. It would make most people throw up. Yeah. is They said that's the smell. I think Jeffrey Dahmer was, uh, he said that that smell or was it Bundy? I don't know.
0: I think all those guys had something that triggered them, that they got that high. They got that fulfillment. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, not no, definitely.
1: You ever arrest a serial killer? No. <laughs> I don't think I
0: arrested a serial killer. No. No, uh-uh.
1: You know. They're almost always male too, and there's almost always a sexual component to mm-hmm. their crimes. Yeah. It's like the only way they can get off is yeah. by suffocating someone or <clears throat> ripping their guts out or whatever it is. Yeah. Nasty shit. Yes, it is. I get into I I I, I love psychiatry. Mm-hmm. I love researching all that stuff. I'm trying to bring some psychiatrists in here, actually, because there are conditions I want to talk about in detail. Yeah. Lately, I've been doing some research on multiple personality disorder. Oh, yeah. AKA dissociative identity disorder. And one of the things that really fascinates me, this makes me question everything that we know about science. Like when we establish something as scientific fact, this kind of throws the rules out of the window. So people with dissociative identity disorder, um, they, they, they have multiple personalities. It could be just, you know, they could have their original plus one. They could have six, seven, eight personalities. Yeah, I've dealt with
0: people like that. It's, it's fucking it's, crazy. It's trippy, man. Well,
1: the, the crazy thing is not that they split and think that they're someone else. is that shit i've dated a few dick- girls <laughs> like that man <laughs> like, fuck, i think that's man. called bipolar no, whatever I think, called, I think that's called i think that's called i think it's called i think it's like latina syndrome i think
0: it's i think it's like i'm sick of your shit jared <laughs> so i'm gonna fly around on my broom all right <laughs> you know i can be real sweet but i'm you're pissing me off dude but that multiple personality thing like mental well, health-
1: give, give, me, give me one sec go uh, ahead um the point i was getting to is this is what i think throws a lot of rules of science out of the window because there's been reports there's been studies done control studies where uh the population with mpd will display changes in um in in their uh what's it called their 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 vision Mm -hmm. Uh, like one personality will need glasses the other one won't their vitals will change their blood pressure Mm -hmm. some studies even report a change in eye color but i've talked to an ophthalmologist about this and he said that that's impossible uh but the thing in blood pressure memory consciousness experiences all that uh, the, the vitals and the vision, that one is what makes me think like, okay, you go to a doctor, they measure your blood pressure. They go, Oh, you're hypertensive. So they give you something to bring your blood pressure down, but then you can come back the next day instead of Jared, you you know, fucking Eric or whoever yeah. your other personality is. And you go in and you've got 2020 vision. You don't need your glasses and you have normal blood pressure. And the doctor's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where, like, where does that leave us in terms of science? man?"
0: I don't even know how to is, touch like, that, is there but,
1: anything other than a perfectly administered placebo? Makes me wonder.
0: Yeah. I remember dealing with a guy who I was watching him go in and out of personality. And, and we were in a hospital and he was sitting there and he was handcuffed to the bed. And anytime a female nurse would walk up to this guy, he would get like very bashful, like a like a shy little boy. And he would go into this voice just like, just this bashful little kid, shy, you you know, and then he turned to me and he just changed his whole face his whole demeanor just changed. He looks at me and he's like, you think you could take me? Oh, fuck. Oh shit. Yeah. And I thought if this guy got froggy and jumped, I thought he's going to be in that mindset. And like you're saying, what level of power is this guy going to have? And I'm going to have a fucking problem. And we got to talking and he's like, he says something like, Well, what did you do? How long you been a cop whatever. I was pretty new at the time. This was a long time ago. And I'm like, I ended up telling him, I said, look, man, you know, I said I was a uh I was a black op sniper. For some I just came up with some bullshit and I had him. I hooked him. Mm. I hooked him. And he was like, You were? I'm like, Yeah, man. You know, it became it's a different you know world out here being a cop from what I used to do but I can trust you right yeah man and he wasn't little boy anymore he wasn't this whatever mindset he was in he he went to something else and I had him and through the years he, he lives here on the west side you know guy has a compelling story man and his mind was just jacked you know I became a cop uh 98 99 I graduated high school in 90 he graduated from Coronado in 90 I graduated from Kenny And he got caught up in an armed robbery in 1990. And he spent eight years in prison. So at the time I became a cop, he was just out of prison. And that's when I met him. And prison did something to him. And he was telling me the story how he was just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time with these people. Who knows if he even had whatever happened. But he did eight years for it. And it really screwed up his head. And I think something happened in prison to him. When, you know, just coming out of high school, next thing you know, instead of going off to college or military, you're in prison, man. You're in state, yeah. and it did something to him. But over the years, when he had runners with the police, he would ask for me, and I would tell him, "Hey, we we have a bond," you know, and it, and it kept him grounded. And he was just always whacked on meth. He had meth mouth, the teeth, and, and poor guy, man. You know, Jeez. yeah, yeah. But I saw that. You know, it was my first introduction, like experience to people coming in and out of those personalities just going like whatever mindset they're in they got you you know it's it's a scary thing
1: that had to be very spooky
0: oh yeah dude man people like mental health mental awareness all that's such a big thing right now they have a unit on the department you know that that's what they focus on you know um and you know you see the guy on the street who's talking to himself you might go like what What is that all about or just somebody who's just depressed And, and at what level you have bipolar you have paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, you, know, you have all this. And man, I'll tell you what, it, this is going to sound crazy if anybody wants to think I'm nuts. I've had one call where I can't, it's kind of funny to say this, where I just went, if there's such a thing as demonic possession, this might be it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you, 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 you deal with pe- unstable people all the time, you know, but this one call I had, it was just like, you know, you're not thinking that when you're on the call. You're not thinking, oh, that's just the devil. I've seen the exorcist. I can say, you know, power of Christ compels you. Let's what, move what, on.
1: What do you mean by call? Like, uh, uh, I
0: got called to, uh, uh, I was working with this young officer and we got called up to this house up here on the mountain over by, uh, it's up here on top of, top of High Ridge, Franklin Hills area, way up here. Beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. And uh, the call comes in on the computer and it says, uh, this guy wants his wife taken to the psychiatric center. Uh, he's just, you know, the officers to give her a ride. And I was kind of like, man, that's your wife. That's your problem, man. You take her. But I felt like a dick when I got there because it was anything but. We get there, we knock on the door, and this elderly man opens, and he says, hey, you know, my my wife's been in the psych center for months. And they've let her go, and she needs to go back. And I'm afraid to put hands on her because I don't want to fight her. I don't want her to fight back, and I don't want to be accused of hurting my wife. We've been through enough. I'm a I'm a jerk. He starts telling me a little bit about her, right? And he says, well, she's upstairs. He goes, she's been out, I don't know, a few weeks. and She's not eating. She hasn't showered. She's not taking care of herself. She's not on her meds. And she's just been pacing up and down, back and forth, back and forth, just pacing. And he goes, be careful where you step when you go up there because there's blood along the floor. All right? Because she'd been dragging her feet mm. and it just like not her feet down. And it was causing them to bleed out.
1: Jesus. Yeah,
0: yeah so um right then their son comes out of the kitchen or something he's like hey what's up you guys we're like hey what's up man and I notice he has uh those t-shirts those wife beaters that what they're called the tank top real tight and I notice he has fresh ink on he, he just got tatted up because he's got ointment I just catch this and so we're all talking and you know the dude says you know well go go upstairs just be careful she's up there this is kind of already eerie because he's like be careful you know all right, man. Wait, were you by yourself? Uh, uh-uh, I had a, I had a, okay. an officer with me. I had a okay. young female with me, and as we walk up the steps, beautiful home. I can't reiterate how lovely this home was. As we come up off the steps, there's these double doors, and man, like it's like right out of the movies. There she is. She's straight back, and she's just kind of taking that, that, that torque stance, where she just tweets, you know. And her hair is just stringy and matted down, you know, just all matted out. And her skin is just pasty, just like, and she's doing this breathing, like, <laughs> I'm going, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, man, and she pops up, right? She just starts walking towards us. I'm going, like, oh shit, oh, shit. and that's like, I'm going, like, what do you do? I'm like, hey, come here, give me your hands, let's talk this out. Like, no, that's not gonna work, man. And she's just, and she walks right towards me, and she she, she beelines it right back to where she she was started, and she's just. Going back and forth, dragging her feet. And she's like hyperventilating and her body's jerking. I'm going like, what the fuck? No, I'm well-versed in crazy bitch because I've dated a few of them. (laughs) (laughs) But this was on another level, man. This was on another level. (laughs) And she, I, I get the officer I'm with starts talking to her and they're like facing each other. And that this lady, she just looks at me. She just turns and looks at me, right? And she she shallows her breathing and she's looking at me. And I'm going, like, What the fuck is she doing, man? She I felt like like red flag one, like something in her was watching me. I know that sounds nuts. That sounds like like what we're looking at each other now. It's not like that. Like something was, I'm going, like, this is fucking weird. So right then their son comes upstairs and he sees I'm engaged in this. He goes, Hey man, I'm like, what's up, dude? He goes, I'm a Christian rapper. I'm going, like, what? He goes, yeah, man. I drop beats for the Lord. Like, okay, I mean, I'm, just, Jeez, I'm and I'm telling my like, house, yeah, I'm going. This guy, this guy, we gotta get her. Let's get her out of here. And then, right then, the, the, this old man comes up and he has something in his hand, and I'll get to that in a second. He has something in his hand, and the kid does something. Red flag number two. The kid takes a key out and he unlocks his bedroom door and a deadbolt. And I'm going, who does that? Right. I, I mean. You don't even have keys on this probably on your doors, you know, to the bedrooms here. Regular. Oh,
1: regular. Yeah. Regular, uh, who has keys? Yeah, the little inside okay. lock. Yes. on the Yes. And this yeah. is
0: also custom where it's a deadbolt. Oh, Like who does that? And I'm, but I'm thinking that I'm not thinking. It's just, just like Holy things shit. are like, and he's, he's, he says, Hey, check this out. And he has this little machine. It says, he can drop, you know, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay, dude. He has this Bible. And he sees I have tattoos. He goes, do you have to cover those up? I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, check this out. He shows that tattoo now. And it's this angelic Christian, whatever this thing is like a protector, a heavenly protector type thing, some religious thing. And he sees I'm watching this and I'm telling the officer, let's go, let's go, let's get her going. She, the whole time she's engaged in me. And the kid says something, and I'll never forget this. Now, again, you know, I say demonic or this, if it's something else, it's not like Hollywood, man. They're not crawling on the walls and heads spinning around and these voices and all that cool shit. You know, no, this is, this is real. And this kid says, sir. I'm like, what's up, man? He goes, this is nothing. I'm like, what do you mean? This is nothing. He goes, you should hear it at night. I go, what? Because You should hear it at night. I go, this is your mother. You, you refer to her as it. He goes, that's not my mom, bro. He goes, I don't know what God, that is. Fuck. He goes, and that's why I lock my door. I went fuck this man so we get her right and we're like tell the officer we got to take her well then that old man standing there with that thing in his hand you know how nowadays we have our phones and I can show you pictures or just send you pictures like yeah. this is my daughter it's my family whatever right. jujitsu whatever we're doing he has a Rolodex like 3 by 5 pictures that you, maybe your parents had you know like a like a little album right and they had just moved here from maybe Idaho or Iowa again lovely home and he's flipping through it. And he gets to this picture of this woman in the kitchen in that house. And that was her. And she's stunning. And I'm like, is this her? He goes, yeah. I go, what happened? He goes, we don't know. They don't know. I Is she's an addict? Is she on drugs? She history of any of that? But wait, they don't know who she is? She's, no, that's she's his wife. Not. They don't know how how what happened to her, according to her husband.
1: Oh, so yeah. the kid said that's not his mom. Yeah.
0: What he's saying, yeah. what he's seen like- what she's her, doing in her current state. Yes. He goes, That's okay. not my mom. Okay. That's not like what he's saying is that's not the woman I know.
1: Right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, that's mom. But
1: so he deadbolts his door at night yes. because of her. Yes. The demons come out. Whatever
0: it is, man. Fuck. Yeah. And we ended up, you know, it's, there's no dramatic, heroic ending. We ended up getting her to the psychiatric center. We gave her a ride. The breathing continued, her demeanor continued, and we we, we turned her over to the psych center. Her husband was there, walked her in, and that was the end of it. Don't know whatever happened. But it makes you wonder, like what what's going on? Like for for her own son to go, the lock it up, you know. And he's turning his. It, made, it all made sense. It was like one of those Kaiser Sosa moments from *The Usual Suspects*, where everything comes together, man. Like it all made sense. You know, he's just protecting himself. He's turning his life over to God. His talent for God, you know, Bibles and tattoos of God, you know. This I'm just going, wow, man. This must really be affecting this guy, man. So, right. oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's just is it just some mental illness i don't know you know
1: and that's a crazy story oh yeah mental illness is the freakiest shit oh yeah like the, the people who i'm
0: very compassionate about that stuff man i'm like you know i my heart bleeds for a lot of that you know it really does man so you know we all you know i i don't you know maybe not everybody but you know we do deal with forms of depression or you know and it just different levels and 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 where does it start? And, you know, and I remember talking to people downtown, like the last five or so years of my career, I worked downtown. I was a bicycle cop in a unit called Metro. And, you know, you deal with the city live, you know, and and the characters down there and the people that make it up. And a lot of them are suffering from severe mental illness. And you just try to talk to them, build a
1: rapport. But now I'm off like, how did they get here? What happened? You know? Well, who are you even talking to when you're having a conversation with somebody yeah. with severe schizophrenia? Right. Who are you? you don't even know. Like you're, you're talk. Like it's like that lady. Like the, with the kid telling you, "I don't know who that is." Mm-hmm. It's not that person. Mm-mm. It's somebody else. Somebody else. Who are you even talking to? Sometimes exactly. I wonder if there's even a point. I I don't know enough about the topic. Is like, can you actually have these have these people develop relationships with others? Yeah. I don't know I don't know the answer to that I don't know if, if there's a point of no return mm. or maybe if you catch them early enough you, you can you can do something about it uh,
0: man Jim I that makes me think of something like um, this is a touchy-touchy topic but it's I, I've been to suicide calls where people who are dealing with their depression, whatever they're going through, and they've been threatening that they're going to do this over the years. And when they finally do it, I guarantee, I promise you, every family that I've been to, I got dispatched to, where they, the loved one just did it, whether they shot themselves, which is usually what it is. They're like, well, it's over. Now we can all be at peace. Mm. Would you like a cup of coffee? Wow. Yes. I, I, hands down, And you're like, they're in that other room right now and their brains all over the wall or whatever's happened, however they did it, you know, you're like, we don't have to live with this anymore. Whoa. We don't have to live with, and it, it's impactful, man. Like, or they said, he said, they said he was going to, I had one where they said, he they said, he was going to do it on this particular day and he did it. He fucking did it.
1: Okay. Let's move on now. What, and in that case, was it somebody's son or husband? Oh yeah. Or?
0: Oh yeah. Hus- it's, uh. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many of those. Shit.
1: Uh Uh-huh. You you get the most suicide calls around the holidays, right? It seems like it. Christmas time. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of soldiers. uh uh, A lot of people with PTSD, depression. I've
0: had... It just depends, man. It's... I've been to... You know, I haven't seen or done it all. Absolutely not. But I can relate to... I've been to the soldier. Uh, I've been to the elderly guy who just... He's tired of living and he's tired of waiting to die. So he does it, you know, uh, and then to the people who are just depressed or that, whatever mental illness they're dealing with, they do it, you know, they've tormented everybody around them, you know, and, and I use that term loosely, you know, it, it just, it, it's, there's so many variables with that stuff, man. Yeah. But I've also noticed the people you think would be most affected by it, impacted by it are like, well, all right. Let's move on now. Like that. Like going, wow. You know. And you think like I think what would be more tragic is if 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 you they, they you heard the story of like you thought that kid had it all and he just one day did it. Mm. Like what what was no he didn't give anybody a sign? Right. That, I think that would be like oh, yeah, yeah. what yeah. what was going on? Like, why would he do this? You know, you know, it's it's again, it's a touchy touchy topic, but I, I've noticed that like. For the most part, it was people like, Well, all right. Can we get you something to drink while we wait for the medical examiner? How are we gonna do this?
1: Just that cool, huh? And it's that cool. That's so fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You still think like no matter what, if that's somebody's kid.
0: Oh, it is somebody's or father, kid. yeah, or husband or whatever Always. it is. Mm-hmm.
1: And most of the time it's men. Men kill themselves yeah. a lot more than women do.
0: Uh, the, you know, I, the, I joke
1: about that to the feminists who want equality. I say you're, you're going to have to start taking your own lives. Jesus, brutal, man. <laughs> you know what's funny is that
0: the, the one soldier <laughs> I remember that comes to mind was a, a female. It was a female soldier that did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, in fact, she put a potato sack over her head. She, yeah, she had her uniform on, on her back porch, and <laughs> blew her brains out. But she kept it on the sack. I didn't open that sack up, man. I just saw it, You know.
1: Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Were you the one who told me one time you went into uh, I think it was a former soldier's apartment and he had a flamethrower in there and a bunch of machine guns and crazy shit that he wasn't supposed to have or was that another? No, that was that was
0: yeah, that you was told me about that, that, that was a major SWAT call out they had when Montecio up here on Mesa is yeah, that what it's called yeah yeah that, Montes- l- yeah that little cool area yeah now, that yeah. hip trendy spot it was several years ago w- right when that had been I guess just built. Uh, there was a, a soldier that lived there who barricaded himself and it was a SWAT situation standoff. And what's cool was, um, <laughs> I don't, mean, what was cool is about that the two, the, the, snipers on the team, they've both retired, uh, across the street was that, is it Alamo draft house? Somewhere yeah, across yeah, yeah, the, well, yeah. Before that was just that mound. huh. And that was their day to just get geared out with those rifles, just like all, uh, camoed into the hill. Cause it, it, it went right down in that apartment. It was right there on Mace. It was a corner apartment on the first floor. And they were just zeroed in right there. Like, come on, calm down, man. Well, what
1: was the, what was the point of that in case he was going to, he had a bomb or something that was going to detonate? I
0: think it's just part of the, I don't know too much about those SWAT tactics or how they, but they deploy everybody and they set up their snipers. You know, I, you probably need to bring in a SWAT guy to talk about. I don't, but they're, you know,
1: I'd love to talk to a SWAT. Uh,
0: there's some cool dudes, man. There's, I have it, a
1: friend who just joined the sheriff's department mm-hmm. and his goal is to join SWAT. Yeah, yeah. I think. See, that? that's a job that I probably would be good at. Well, SWAT. Yeah. Because I want to SWAT motherfuckers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you, I don't want to. I, you I you don't want to sit
1: there reasoning those, with those, people. Those like, dudes are
0: cool, man. I got yeah. some friends over there, and, and
1: well, it's know. also it's also. I feel like that's a job that I would never be bored with. I'd, I'd get uh, I'd get so bored. Maybe maybe yeah. being a patrol officer, for example. I mean, there's always stuff happening. I've well, done a, I've done a ride along with a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I by the end of that ten hour shift, I was so fucking bored I was falling asleep.
0: Well, that's the way I used to describe policing. We'll get back to that Montecillo thing, but that's the way
1: I describe policing.
0: And it's not new. It's it's hours and hours of boredom with moments of excitement.
1: Yeah, that's the way you describe that's it. It's funny, man. That's how a friend of mine. He's been on the podcast a couple times, Kendall Vaya. That's how he describes war. Yeah, he said war is a lot of doing nothing with moments of intense action. Yeah,
0: I met uh, I met a Navy SEAL back years ago. There were some guys up training at the academy. Some they had all these spec ops guys, and I was a canine handler at the time. And he was enthralled with my dog. And, I was, and this guy's a full-on fucking navy seal and i'm like bro you're a seal and he's like it's not what you think he goes anybody can do it really
1: i couldn't come on man i'll tell you why <laughs> they're gonna put me in freezing water for three days fuck you i, I don't i, I mean, don't like cold water <laughs> he, but that was his mindset he goes dude
0: that was that was so positive because anybody can do it i go that's crazy he goes well you're a canine handler i'm like well, no biggie you can see
2: ah. it's not what you think
0: and but, you know, back to that Monticello, yeah, there was a, in fact, I think this guy, he was suicidal. I don't remember the too many of the details, but he was an SF guy, I think, or something. S- he was some special forces guy, but yeah, um, you could hear the sound of the pop when he offed himself. But they didn't make entry right away from what I remember. I was there and... When the team went in, I—I I mean, I wasn't with those guys, obviously, but they said that he had a flamethrower ready to go. He had some other weapons, just all loaded so up. So
1: maybe that's what the snipers were for. So he doesn't set the whole place. Yeah, on fire. some.
0: Yeah, that's they just. You know, you'd I mean, have to talk to those people. They guys were probably,
1: my guess is they were operating on limited intel, as you yeah. always are. Yeah. You never have, yeah. you never know exactly what's going on in mm-hmm. that building until you breach. Right. And so you got to cover all your bases. There's other people in that apartment. He might have a, a 50 cal and shoot mm-hmm. through the ceiling, yeah. kill all his neighbors. Exactly. I mean, a 50 cal, when you're, when you're talking about wooden houses, shit, even cement houses, mm-hmm. a 50 cal is going to rip through a few walls. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, um, apparently he had some pretty interesting arsenal in there but
1: how the, how the hell did he get a flame was it i don't was know was it the one that elon musk made
0: i don't know dude
1: <laughs> i have now i saw that i have no no nah, who knows
0: i don't know anything like god that was that was a while back man but yeah
1: i remember elon that. musk made like twenty thousand flamethrowers just because he thought it'd be fun i guess that's how that guy oh, operates. wouldn't it be <laughs> hell yeah right you don't have to shoot i'm dude yeah um And he said they sold out in a day, I think, to all all (laughs) 20,000. Sure, man. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) And he told people not to buy them. He's like, this is a stupid idea. You shouldn't buy this product. And then he's like, still people bought them. We sold Mm -hmm. all 20,000 in two days. That's cool, man. (laughs) How are you going to stop men from buying flamethrowers boys like that women probably think it's the stupidest shit uh-huh. they're like really how much did you spend on that flamethrower you're an yeah. idiot yeah. i could have bought a dress they're i buying, you could have gone to the spa man. yeah like, yeah potato launcher mm. would be cool yeah that's what women's always think is like every time i tell a girl i bought a gun oh that's like five days at the spa Or i'm yeah. like you spend that much at the spa yeah that's dumb to me
0: yeah i, I don't judge uh-huh.
1: you do you I do that's me how that. i am you know i'm you go, you go get your pedicures. I'll get my guns. Yeah,
0: You go, you go do you, man. You
1: go do you. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So that's, that's, well, what, what worries me about, I think about this sometimes like this special forces guy, uh, former special forces who has had something snap in his brain. Yeah, He still has all the skills. I think of, of um, it was a taking people out. Yeah. But he still has all the military training. Yeah. He still probably killed people with his bare hands. That's all still there. Yeah. Like it's weird. A lot of times these guys, you see them, they kind of lose grasp on reality, Mm -hmm. but they're still killing machines. Yeah. And there's a lot, there's thousands of these guys living in our communities. And it's just like, I wonder how. What
0: point they snap?
1: Well, maybe, (laughs) maybe this is props to the police. I wonder how you don't hear about. A lot of these uh, XSF guys, who have had something snap in their head, just go crazy and start murdering motherfuckers. Right? They like w- like a guy might wake up one day and just think that he's at war and go kill his neighbors. Yeah. I well, mean, right? Yeah. Like, I had a call like that. I, I man. wonder how how come we don't see stuff like I that. I had a call like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was How'd a that guy.
0: Down? Well, it it was in fact this dude was uh, having episodes at this apartment complex. And he had, uh, we, we got called out to a shots fired call. And said so one of the tenants in the complex shot this dog. There was a dog running loose. So when we get there, um, this guy's like, there's this huge German shepherd running around. It's got a tactical vest on. It came at me and I was walking and I, I, I shot it and it ran off. And it was a, like a gated, gated uh, community. So the dog was somewhere in this complex. Who owns the dog? And they're pointing at this apartment. And they said, this guy that's in this apartment, he's always acting strange. He's always acting bizarre. He's always low crawling in the bushes. He just has these episodes. So we go up to the apartment. And for some reason, he had all his family pictures out on the front deck. Like when you come up the stairwell, the second floor, he had like all his family pictures just laid out in front of his door. His door was wide open. We were calling out for him, you know. And he this dude wakes up and all he's wearing is a pair of shorts. He's barefoot, no shirt. And he's real like delirious. He's, delirious. he's like, What's going on? What's what's up, man? It's like? And we get in his name, talking to him. He goes, Where's where's my girlfriend? I'm like, ah, what girlfriend? You know, apparently his girlfriend was there. she left. He goes, Where's my dog? I'm like, well, your dog got out, you know, and somebody shot him. And right then, As we're talking to a guy, guy's having a breakdown, right? He's already, he's a military guy and he's, he's dealing with a lot up here. And, and he, this dog comes back to the apartment, comes hobbling in gorgeous German shepherd, man, beautiful shepherd. Well, it was his therapy dog, I guess. And the dog got retired to him. Somehow it was a working dog in the military. And somehow they retired the dog to him. And he was just his companion, but the dog got out and terrified some people. And this dude, Put around in it. The dog was able to live, made himself back home, and dies on the living room floor in the apartment. And the dude's freaking out. I'm like, keep him together. The crazy thing about this story is I look over and on one of his closet doors in his apartment, there's a fucking jujitsu gi with a purple belt around it.
1: Oh, shit.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm going, <laughs> like, hey, man, you train jujitsu? Yeah. I was like, there's my hook, man. I go, no kidding, huh? So we start talking jujitsu, you know? And that was I kind of saved it. And he, you know, and he starts telling me, he goes, "Can I show you something?" I was like, "Sure, man." Oh no! No, no, no. It was cool, man. You, can,
1: I, can I try a choke on you? <laughs> Nothing uh, right like that. Right after, right after having yeah, a nervous breakdown, yeah, yeah, my dog yeah. Dying. He's like, Let me show
0: you something. And Fuck that! <laughs> he takes me. in. There's a two bedroom apartment. He takes me in this other bedroom, and he's got like a setup. He's got all these these three computer screens. He's got this whole thing set up. And I notice while I'm in the apartment talking to this guy, he has pictures of him with Bill Clinton, Oprah Winfrey. David Letterman, Damn, he has like, I'm going, who is this dude? Well, he was a, uh, I, he was some helicopter pilot for the army. He got shot down in Iraq or somewhere and he got taken as a, as a POW for a while. Oh, and yeah, work. that did it, man. Yeah. And, and uh, but we, we bonded through jujitsu and we got him, you know, we gave him a ride to a, a hospital for some mental, you know, help. And uh, he seemed to be okay. And I ran into him a few years later, speaking of running into people, like we started the show I ran him at the airport. You know, and he was really grateful and thankful for all of that. You know, but his dog died, unfortunately, and he's, he said he's doing better. He left El Paso. He went back to his home to, his home state. His, his parents were cops, apparently. They were all retired PD, but, you know, was, that was.
1: Where, where did he train at? Did you ask him?
0: I didn't. It wasn't. It, he, he had one of those just typical. What are some of the brands? Coral or.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He had some brand G. I'm and, just curious yeah. what school he went. To. I didn't know who, who. I don't know who he was training with. Yeah. I didn't. Maybe we talked. But I didn't catch it. Oh, no. but yeah, jujitsu was the the
2: hook.
1: I think it's pretty awesome how you find um, areas in people's lives where you that you can relate to absolutely, and you can you can become their buddy. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's fucking genius. Yeah. Like yeah. The, uh, that's. I think that's probably an approach that every police officer should mm-hmm. should take. Yeah. It's like, let me let me show this guy that we're the same. Because mm-hmm. right now, they think I'm different. They mm-hmm. think I'm here to arrest them. I'm the enemy, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Let me show them that, hey, I do jujitsu just like you. Yeah. I listen to the same music that yeah. you
0: do. Skateboarding, BMX, right. whatever
1: it is. You know, just
0: all these little, t- whatever, breakdancing. Whatever it was, I could just.
1: Nobody's like, going to believe that, though. You're white. Why, why, dude, why, I could why get down, no man. Break- <laughs> <laughs> dude, don't even.
0: You don't want none of this, man. Don't even go there. I'm like the easiest dude to tap out. But when it comes to breakdancing, man, I will
1: smoke you, man. When was the last time <laughs> me and you grappled?
0: That had to have been years ago. At
1: least three years ago, probably, uh, probably more than that. Yeah. it's been a while. You weren't easy to t- you're not easy I to tap that. out. You weren't then. Yeah. I assume you're even better now. So
0: I play the drums, man. I just I got I well
1: I think it's um I think some guys don't tap out often enough. Uh huh. I think they put themselves in harm's way a lot for no good reason. Well, that's ego, and, man. Yeah, and they're popping, you know, they're popping ankles, they're mm-hmm. popping elbows, mm-hmm. uh, they're you know, spraining stuff all mm-hmm. the time, and they're always hurt, and they're always like, oh, I got this, and oh, can you just watch out for my shoulder? And then they go hard. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you just told me to watch out uh-huh. for your shoulder, and you're going full blast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, well, fuck your shoulder. Yeah. I'm, how about, I'm going I'm to hurt your shoulder, and then I'm going to hurt your other shoulder because yeah. you're being a dick.
0: That's happened to me in a tournament, man. I popped my bicep. Oh, really? I was in Arizona. Like within seconds.
1: How How did you pop your bicep? It's,
0: it's, I mean, it happened like seconds once the match started. This dude and I bump hands. We go at it. And I pull guard. And he just passes. And he like circles all the way around me. And he catches my left arm. And he goes right into an arm bar. And I, uh, I want to start to like turn out. I want to turn out and like try and get out of it. And it was just a freak thing. He, and it, I didn't feel the elbow hyperextending, I, you just you literally, the ref, me and this guy here a pop and he let go. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought maybe. You tore a ligament. I And in, in, in my bicep was up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and he, what's funny was he goes, dude, why didn't you tap? And I was yeah. like, bro, I had you where I wanted you, man. <laughs> it was a setup, bro. <laughs> uh. So that was like, and, and, and one of the, the greatest things to me about jujitsu is humility. Uh huh you know and 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 uh, and uh, humility is the key man and it's it's a great teacher and it's like there's much more dignity in all that than victory you know and like you you can you can tap out it's okay you can accept that loss without losing any self esteem right, right. and i believe that and that's what i think was so great about jiu jitsu and it's helped me and again it transitioned into my life into my relationships or, or into the job or whatever you know, it was. I like that, and, and and we and I. I wish I was brilliant enough to come up with this stuff, but in reading about it, you know, I've seen that quote or that meme or whatever you want to call it. It says, "Tapping is part of the process. If you're not tapping, you're not learning." Yeah, for sure. And that's life, for sure. You know, and that's why it's jujitsu is just like, you know, I'm, you know, the fundamentals coach and, and and instructor at Gracie Ba, and 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 I love taking the adult beginners and encouraging them. And and it's okay. You know, tapping is like taking medicine. You don't want to, but you got to, to get better. You know, I tell them it's, it's all right. You know, you know, and I'm a a big into that and and have a better day for this, you know, go out there and like, you know, going to therapy over the years and like, Hey man, we want to, we want to put you on medication. Like, no, let me just go get on the mats. I don't need to be put on anything. Let me just get on the mats, you know? So that, that's, that you'll see that. Jujitsu is my therapy. You know, sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. The mm-hmm.
1: the humility thing, the the part about it that's most important for me is I went through this on the mat this morning. I went there with this attitude of like, I'm just going to run through everybody. Right. But, but, I, but I, I'm never, I'm never a jerk. Like, sure. even though I have it in my mind, I'm going to run through these people. I've never hurt. Did any, you call it like a focus? I've never. Yeah, maybe, just a focus. maybe yeah. I'm just, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I wake up feeling like mm-hmm. a savage. I'm like, right. let, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go have a good training session. But when you're on the mat against somebody who knows what they're doing, In order to transition to a better position or to eventually tap them out, you cannot go in there with that bulldozer attitude. It's just not going to work. You have to Mm -hmm. calm yourself down and you got to say, okay, how am I going to pass his uh, half guard? Mm -hmm. Okay, now how am I going to try to trap that arm? How Mm -hmm. am I going to try? You can't just bulldoze through Mm -hmm. people. That's what it does for me. Yeah, It reminds me like, even though, yeah like yeah, like you have to you have to set aside the notion of I'm so tough and strong, I'm just gonna kill these people, and you have to work uh, strategically towards what you're trying to achieve yeah
0: I, I I I tell them this way again, I'm not brilliant enough to come up with this, but I read this and i I tell the students, once you replace the the winning and losing mindset with learning and developing. Your game changes completely.
1: So, okay. I want to say something about that because this quote gets thrown around a lot. And I think it's a fucking pussy ass quote and I hate it. This quote of you never win or lose. You either win or you learn. It's a fucking pussy quote Mm -hmm. and it's bullshit. And anybody who tells you that you didn't lose after somebody beat you is a fucking loser Mm -hmm. too. I think that, I agree with what you're saying. There's winning and losing, and there's learning and development. Mm-hmm. And you need to combine the two. Mm-hmm. But don't bullshit yourself into thinking, oh, I didn't lose, I learned. Because then you're never gonna, you're never gonna have a problem with losing, and you're never gonna fucking win. Mm-hmm. So I agree, but I think we ought to combine all that. You ought to yeah. tell somebody, hey, you lost. That guy just fucked you, you up. You lost, but what did you learn? What did you learn? Yeah. How are you yeah. gonna how are you gonna prevent that from happening yeah. next time? Yeah. That's the right attitude. That's it. But this marshmallow attitude of like, oh, it's okay, you didn't lose. No, fuck, I lost. Yeah. That guy just choked me out. <laughs> if we were in the streets, I'd I'd be dead right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So I lost. And mm-hmm. I don't have a problem saying, hey, I lost. That guy got me. That's my thing. Okay. I get it. I get it. The rent's over.
0: That's all right. That's all right. That's what we're here for.
1: <laughs> Too many snowflakes, Do You man? know, there's
0: a there's a great cop story about a, <laughs> uh, a, a police officer getting into a scrap with one of these garage MMA fighters, these wannabe MMA guys, you know, and, and uh, they get into a scrap outside of a bar. This dude takes the cop down, wraps him up, doing whatever he's doing, and the cop, genius. Taps. He goes, tap, tap, tap. Guy walk gets up. This cop gets up and drops him with a taser. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty. But, it's, but you know what? It's the mindset <laughs> of the way you're trained. Because there's that saying, like, there's no tapping out in a street fight.
1: I guess there is.
0: I guess there is. But he, the, the, <laughs> you know, the officer said, like, this guy was talking. He's just some MMA. I saw, you know. So I just said, tap. He's, he's working me over. So I just drop him with a taser. <laughs> just like, Oh, God, that's classic, man. That's hilarious. That's awesome because that's the guy's mentality. That's the way he uh, trained. You tap out.
1: You know? Yeah, so that, that's <laughs> actually something that I think about too is um, um, I, I have used jiu-jitsu in street fights before several times. And I know when to let somebody go. Mm-hmm. I know when I'm like, okay, this guy's going to die if I don't – he's, he's mm-hmm. stupid. He doesn't even know. Yeah. He, he can't even comprehend right now that he's being choked to death. And so I just got to let him go. He's not going to be able to fight back because I've already choked him mm-hmm. enough, right? And I've put the fear of death in him. Yeah. Um, and and I, I did that when I was a bouncer a couple of times. And um, it got the job done. They walked away. They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't want, you know, they realized like, shit, I could have died.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I, I wonder if I was on the receiving end of that. If I got in a fight with somebody, somebody who knows what their stuff mm-hmm. and they got me in a heel hook and I tapped <sighs> and they're like this ain't this Sanit- we're, we're Sanit- not Sanit- in the, we in the we're not in the gym no we don't, no, we don't your have two line. minutes left yeah i'm gonna yeah. rip your knee apart yeah that'd be nasty that's what keeps me from getting in fights yeah because you never know who can fuck you up
0: I man i'm i'm almost 50 man i, I don't do the bar thing at all
1: nah, no I, <laughs> no I, I don't either i never yeah. did i mean aside yeah. from when i worked as a bouncer because i just oh, yeah. i needed that job for, for that for those 12 months but uh, it, it was never my thing, man. It was never my uh, – that was never my scene. I think, Drunk people, yeah, let me tell you, man, people, like, guys that are mad because their girl just went and danced with some other guy or yeah. you know they couldn't – some girl just turned him down or whatever. Like there's always, always – I always saw him as a bouncer man. all yeah. the time. It's oh, not, like
0: being a cop, we get not, dispatched. Not much
1: good comes out of the nightlife. No, it doesn't.
0: No. There's no – like you know talking to people or maybe in the dating scene like what do you want to I, like, I don't do bars I don't do nightclubs because of how, that
1: how do you, how do you meet women where do you get your dates from
0: <laughs> do you do want to go there
1: man? <laughs> <laughs> first of all let's talk about that man that's
0: a great topic man people like so you're single you know i mean i sure man you know telling telling chicks now like well, i'm a retired <laughs> cop i'm almost 50 that holds no water man uh, that's like they don't want to hear that they uh, want to hear the cop like anyway <laughs> So let me tell you what I did, man. Sense of humor, a must. I went through this phase a while back where I tried these dating apps. Uh Oh, my God. Which ones did you try? Uh, Pretty much all of them. Okay. And just fucking disastrous. Just disaster, you you know? And that put me on this interesting, like, theory about dating apps and the way people meet today. Because, like, you know, I could be at the grocery store at the gas station and you could just see this stunning woman, lovely woman. But I'm like... I don't want to go up and go, hey, what's up? You know, what's up, What's up? What's
1: up? Well, don't do it like that. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Though? I wouldn't do that,
0: but I don't. But that's just like, no matter how I do it, I feel like is that how I'm going to come off? But you know, maybe she's married. You know, you don't want that. Maybe her boyfriend is in the other aisle. You don't want that. Maybe she just doesn't want to be bothered. Right. So people put themselves out on these these apps to to meet, but or, or even social media. Like I don't I don't have social media. I. I've been on again, off again. And I just, I'm off of it. I don't, I don't want it. But I went through this phase because I have these friends of mine. Like they're just the coolest couple. And they're just like perfect for each other. And I asked them one day, how did you guys meet? You know, you guys just seem like stellar. And they're kind of giggle and they get shy. And like, well, we met on match.com. And I never thought about that. I went, that's kind of cool, man. I never thought about that. So what do I do? Create an account. And, disaster so i tried tinder
1: was that with the mustache or without oh
0: that was this was (laughs) (laughs) it was was after mustache (laughs) mustache was the shit man but and maybe i should grow it back but like i tried a few of them for this this phase a few years ago and just just disastrous you Mm -hmm. know um nothing's ever what it seems everything like you're looking at their picture and you're looking at them or vice versa. You know? <laughs> like, first of all, let's stop with the filters, you know, let's stop with the dog right. ears and the Bambi nose and the, get over this shit, man. Right. You know, and, but I went, you know, I went through my whole thing with like, uh, you know, I tried match. And I tried a little bit just to see what's out there. And you, you meet some cool people and talk with them, but everything died on the vine mm-hmm. because there's so much available out there. You know, how many times, you know, I know dudes that do this, they're talking to some chick getting down they're like, bing, 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 bing. Their phone's going off. It's happening. You know, it's dating is strange right now, I think, with social media. To me, I just- Yeah, I
1: wouldn't call that dating. I'd call that hooking up.
0: Yeah, that's that's what's going on. And, you know, anybody listening, watching this, when it comes to Tinder, when they say in their profile, not here for hookup, swipe the fuck right. They're going to hook up. (laughs) (laughs) Swipe right, man. But you know, I, I have fun, you know, and and you know, but I was I got over that pretty quick. But you asked, how do I meet chicks? Like right now, I'm just kind of on this lull, you know. I'm I'm not like gonna put it in God's hands. I want it the old fashioned way. I do, but you know, I was that guy for a while where I would go to a, a get together and somebody's wife wants to introduce me to her friend or her oh, sister, yeah. and that was always yeah. like that.
1: You know, it was kind of cool. There's yeah. always a grandmother who wants to introduce me to her granddaughter. <laughs>
0: Always. There's, always. there's always someone out there who wants to be introduced to her sister who's just like recently divorced with four to six kids <laughs> and just got a membership at Planet Fitness. Uh, you know, Planet she wants to make Fitness. up for lost time.
1: Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah. So no, uh uh-uh.
1: So she eats her way into single motherhood. That's it, she man. To to. She's been
0: in for a few years. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cool, man. <laughs> dating apps, man. They're funny. They're not for me.
1: No. I, I get it. I knew a guy who, I mean, my goodness, man. I, don't I know knew a guy. The amount of the amount of success he had on Tinder was insane,
0: dude. Tinder's crazy, man. Yeah, Tinder's the shit, man. I mean, but it gets old. Tinder's true, like, I mean, I have some crazy fucking stories with Tinder.
1: I have none,
0: dude. That's good.
1: Maybe I haven't tried harder, hard enough. I I got it for like one day, and I was like, this is stupid.
0: Yeah, well, that's what that's what I would do. Like, I'm I'm, I can't be. I was on there more more than a week and a half. Like, this is fucking dumb, man. Uh, You know, swipe right. You know, I just
1: feel like it's it's. I'll walk up and talk to anybody, yeah. but I, I feel like to start a conversation on Tinder after you just matched with somebody, what do you say? I actually asked my friend that one time. He goes, he he would just, he would text everybody the same thing. Do you want to come over for cuddles and kisses? That's badass, man. Bro, I'm telling he had one to two girls a day yeah. come over. Yeah
0: cuddles and kiss is ridiculous i love that man because <laughs> my thing i love the du- how directed let, let me tell I, you my, i believe in being direct let me, let me tell you what i put i put <laughs> i put i put single and been on the market so long i'm about to go on clearance <laughs> i said that shit and they love that shit man <laughs> dad bod for sure they like dad bods really oh fuck yeah man and then <laughs> <laughs> they like the humor, man. It was just humorous. And I would even put like, and when we text, I know the difference, to how to use the difference between "your" and "your."
1: Oh my God. Yes. That drives me crazy.
0: And, I, and, and, and I'll and drop chicks, people. Chicks dug that shit, man. And you know, that was humorous, you know, but cuddles and case.
1: That's one thing I correct people on all the time with texting. If yeah. They use the wrong "your" yeah. or "or should of" instead of "should have." Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like what? I'm like, you, I'm there. like, you only speak one yeah. language. Right. You've lived in America your uh, whole life. <laughs> right. What the fuck? That's what. That's uh, one of the reasons I get pissed off about paying all these property taxes that go to the school district. Motherfuckers don't even know the difference yeah. between "your" and "your." Yeah. But
0: they'll, they'll text their slang. I, and, I uh, I've
1: told a couple of friends, call me. Yeah don't fucking text me because you're going to piss me off. Uh
0: Call me. I have a friend and she, I correct her grammar so much (laughs) and she's a dear friend of mine. Tell her, call me. I'm like, girl, (laughs) send me voice messages. Would you cut this shit out? I'm like, can you just fucking text? You know, you're a detective on the department. Are you writing your reports like this? Yeah, you know, so Jesus. she's a sweetheart if she's watching, girl. You know who you are. So <laughs> <laughs> come over for kettles and kisses.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's watching unless you sent her the link. No, no, we'll, we'll, so I don't we'll think she knows who I am. Maybe, maybe and she follows right. the show. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's that that dating app thing, man. I think Match.com though is supposed to be more serious. No, no, okay. Well, I let think- me
0: you, the most the serious one I saw, like they were serious, was harmony. Oh. And I even put on my thing. Apparently, every 14 minutes, somebody finds love. I've been on four days, motherfuckers. What's going on? <laughs> you know, you let me know you're too busy for me. They ghost you. Everyone ghosts everybody. Everybody's ghosting. Like, you know. Then I tried that Bumble where it says, you know, women make the first move. So you get a message like, hey. "Oh, that's like,
1: brilliant." Yeah, like, "Hey, what's up?" Hey, I was going like, oh, like, "Hey, what's the haps? What's the haps? What's the haps? Like, what's up, girl? Wh- I've never heard what's, you know, what's the, the haps? haps. What generation is? Come that on, for man. Me? The 80s, brother. Where you been? You weren't even texting in the 80s. Who said what's the halves? You didn't even have text back then. Dude, don't make me what's like, the haps? What's the haps, Would you, like slip somebody a note. That's it. What's, what's the, the haps? Haps?
0: you know what <laughs> slip them a note? Check yes or check no. <laughs> you
1: no, know, you just talk to them. Like, what's going See, on? See, that's genius though. The bumble thing mm-hmm. where um the girls gotta make the first move. Yes. Because a lot of guys are too limp dick to make the first move. Oh, like, they, they do. And need, they, they need you know, like to. I've
0: talked to i talked to women on these apps, talk to them a little bit. They're like, um, there's a lot of douchebags out there, but with but a lot of d bags, there's also whatever you call the equivalent to the woman, you know. I don't know what you call a female douchebag, but it it goes it's hand still in hand. A douche bag. Yeah, a douche is a douche, yeah. but yeah. like they ghost you, like they'll reach out and you you engage the conversation,
2: and nothing, oh. and, nothing.
0: and then you're like, hey, you know, you there, you're, you're gonna, t-. and then they'll just like delete you. Oh,
1: and I often makes me wonder is like, maybe they did some research. It's El Paso. Well, I, I they went, probably like their friend. They probably showed their, well, friend, Oh, I just matched with this guy. And they're like, Oh, uh, that guy's a dick. That, that might be me. So,
0: <laughs> so but like, I often wonder this though, how many people are on? And I have to speak from the guy perspective, like, you know, how many chicks are on there just for a popularity contest. Oh, a lot. They they don't want to talk to you. They, they just like they, the attention. Their phone's they blowing need
1: affirmation. up. Yes,
0: it's that, that dopamine release.
1: Like, well, they just want to know that that guys find them desirable. Yeah, and they don't have to talk to you. You know, you see that a lot too in the bar scene. I've seen uh, I've seen women who were in relationships just looking for attention. They're not mm. going to go home with anybody. No. They're not going to make out with anybody. But they just want guys to hit on them because they need that affirmation. It's like their husband hasn't told them that they're hot in five years. Yeah, and they need to know that they still got it. They're, yeah. they're having self doubt.
0: Yeah, I believe that. I think it goes both ways. Like, they they would rather get 500 likes. A person would rather get 500, 600, 700 likes by strangers than go, hey, you just have a conversation. Just just talk about what's up, man. For sure. See what's happening. Like, what? For sure. You know, I don't need to see another fucking selfie of anybody, man. Especially like a girl doing squats in the gym. (laughs) Like, let's get over this, man. I don't need to see, you know. Well, yoga pants are good, but (laughs) let's let's back up, man. But I don't, I don't need to see this. I don't need to see your workout. You know, I don't need to see this, these chicks. I don't need to see it, man. Dude,
1: what's crazy is they keep finding new ways to make yoga pants more revealing as if they weren't already. Like you're basically just, just naked in a different color when you're wearing yoga pants. And now they've got these ones. Have you seen them where they're, they got this thing on the ass where they're like that. They got the, like they spread, they spread the ass cheeks apart, you know what I'm you know, talking about. I, and some I'm of them have some of them have the little like half circle to under under the ass cheeks. They're coming out with all kinds of ways to make them even more to define their their legs and and and. Maybe I will get
0: more. back on social media. Maybe just to check. That's just
1: out. what I see at the gym. Wow, you just like I just noticed that yoga pants sort of evolved in the last year. That's okay, and they were <laughs> yeah, it's totally <laughs> fine. They went from I, you they know they went what's from just yoga pants. Start. Like,
0: I started yoga. I got into yoga back in January. Wait, hold on. Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll talk about that. Yeah, right now. I'm sorry. Just I wanted to think. ask you uh, before we transition from dating apps. Have you? Did you try Christian Singles?
0: No. I <laughs> will <laughs> probably find some freaks on that too, man. <laughs> I haven't tried. Probably
1: because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot. Didn't even think about Christian Singles. <laughs> Anytime I see a dating app for that's that's grounded in religion mm-hmm. i go these are the craziest these like if there was it's true christian singles mormon me singles what, whatever in, in
0: my lifetime it's not a lot but i've dated <laughs> two catholic girls catholic school girls that were raised wow. that catholic school girls they were fucking freaks man oh fucking freaks Ooh. oh awesome shit but you play the wholesome shit I'm going, all right whatever but yeah but, yeah anyway
1: what were you going to say before I, well, I, I took I you know. back? To- I was,
0: yeah, we're talking about yoga pants. Oh, think- you joined yoga. I got into yoga.
1: Yeah. Why would you do yoga? Why did you get into yoga?
0: Um, You know, it's helped my jujitsu game. Of course. I was reading about it. You know, I was checking out some stuff online and, you know, oh, and this is nothing. new. It's been years. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start taking, you know, doing these yoga classes. Like I'm not flexible, man, but it has helped my game. In well, see, a
1: lot of people say that they're not flexible, but they they've never worked on flexibility. Yeah that that's that's kind of i always tell people like well, what do you mean you're not flexible did you mm-hmm. try did you go to flexibility classes yeah. for six months yeah or a year mm-hmm. like when was the last time you stretched yeah oh uh, God. i've never stretched yeah. well, well okay well mm-hmm. yeah of course you're not flexible it's like saying oh i don't know how to choke people you never you never yeah. been to jiu-jitsu so just
0: taking the classes has just been
1: hot yoga or, or just, regular, regular yoga. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just regular
1: yoga yeah just hot yoga cool, man i i went to hot yoga for a bit and then i there one time i was there and we're doing the stretch like where you had to reach you mm-hmm. know and i just look over because you're kind of like reaching and turning mm-hmm. and i looked over and the girl next to me had armpit hair no. out to here and i just never went back to uh, yoga. i haven't been. Uh, i was hoping for some other then. kind of story man nope i haven't been back to yoga since i quit i might get a uh, get one of those uh, home yoga videos i might do like yeah. yoga on youtube yeah. i can't i can't go through that experience yeah <laughs> again <laughs> no. i think i hate armpit hair man men women i don't care when you see a guy wearing a tank top and the hair's just got sticking that out, popped out. Yeah, yeah it's just like sticking out and there's some deodorant in it oh, oh it's fucking disgusting that's not good i hate that shit yeah i, I think, think armpit hair should have should just we should lose that yeah. that that gene like if we could reconfigure dna we should just get rid of it right
0: no armpit hair <laughs>
1: yeah wow <clears throat> but no yoga's good mm-hmm. um Flexibility for me, I've always been flexible. I'm probably actually currently the least flexible that I've ever been in my life because I started stretching really young, Mm -hmm. just on my own, because I was watching a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Oh yeah. And so and that's why I was able to do the splits at one point. And then I just got lazy, man. I didn't Mm -hmm. stretch for like shit, I think for like a year. Mm -hmm. I didn't do any stretching except from just like a little bit of Mm jujitsu. Uh, which is not stretching. Like, yeah, it helps keep you. It helps keep you, um, uh, you kind of loose, but yeah. you need to actually stretch. And I dated a flexibility coach when I was twenty-one ish, and she taught me a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was probably around the time that I hit my splits. Actually, that was shit. It's been a while, um, but I, I've I have been making it a point, like for the last month. To do a little bit more stretching. I'm still not doing enough, but I'm doing more. And I'm I'm getting it back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And there are positions in jujitsu where I get annoyed with myself sometimes because I'm kind of like in a weird position where uh, okay, like here, here's a here's an example. I used to be able to arm bar people while they have me in half guard. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm on top, they've got my leg in half guard. I could still end up in a split almost. With one shin uh, over their face and the other leg still in their half guard, mm-hmm. and I could armbar them that way. Right. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. There are positions where, like uh, this morning, I was grappling with somebody, and in my head, I'm like, "Motherfucker, if I still had my flexibility, you'd be in a gogo platter right yeah. now." Because yeah. I just, I like, I'm, I'm thinking it like I'm gonna throw my leg over and put him in a gogo platter but. Um, really I would have probably just ended up kicking him in the head. Yeah. And so I didn't go for it. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I think my leg can make it over. Right. That, that helps a lot. Yeah. It helps yeah, so much. Know, People I, don't expect it, especially from a guy my size, about 200 pounds. You know, they don't ago, expect my legs to to do the things they do.
0: Years ago, I'm maybe I was probably higher, wider, blue belt. And I found this thing on doc, this, this little documentary on YouTube. It was the, the Jiu-Jitsu brotherhood or the brotherhood Jitsu. And this guy's talking about uh, the importance of yoga and jujitsu. And he said, you know, in my journey through jujitsu, you know, they said, you know, kettlebell workouts were the way to go. And he talked about, you know, CrossFit and all this. He goes, yoga was the key. Yoga was like that hidden thing for his jujitsu. And I was, you know, reading some stuff on Hicks and Gracie and, and it makes sense. You know, and this guy even said, you could have told me at one point in my journey here that. I had to eat three shit sandwiches a day to improve my jujitsu. I would have done that. And he goes, and that was, but it was yoga that did it for me. And it helped my game, my breathing, everything. Yeah. And once I started this past January, it's only been four months. I've, you know, talked to some of the guys that do it with me and they're like, how's it helping your game out? They go, man, I'm just relaxed. I'm a little more fluid. I'm a little smooth. I am stretched out. Like during some of these. Where are you going? To Gracie Baja, they have a yoga no. program. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have okay. a yoga class there. Okay. So I'm I'm in that, and uh, it helps, man. It helps with. I like I'm all about it. So, but it's only been a few months. So
1: yeah, well, yeah. it's it's great for sure. I mm-hmm. think like, uh, do we got to roll. Let me know. Yeah, we got to hit up one of these open mats. And, Let me know. And, and get down. Yeah, that'll work. Um i'm
0: all gi though man i'm not a nogi guy ah, we'll do gi that's yeah, fine i'm, I'm, I'm all i'm gi. all gi man like i put i mean i, I tell people I think you gotta they, do both yeah you do but people are like you train nogi i'm like man i can't even figure out the gi sometimes man Yeah. You
1: know? i well i think with gi you can get away with uh sloppy control mm-hmm. and i think with no gi you can get away with sloppy defense because mm-hmm. you can slip out of stuff oh yeah and you with know. with uh with gi you may not have the best control, but you can just grab onto, like, it's like, you can hold neon on belly a lot easier mm-hmm. if you're pulling, if you're grabbing onto somebody's gi than if you don't have that, yeah. uh, a lot of times, you know, it, it just, it gives you a lot more options because mm-hmm. you don't really have to lock up the choke here or here. Yeah. You don't have to have a solid grip. Well, Sometimes you could just grab your sleeve. Yeah. And so it gives you a lot more angles that you can finish a yeah. submission from because you could grab your sleeve. You don't have to have a proper grip. Right. Um, and so there's a lot more thinking, I think, in the Gi mm. than there is in no Gi. But when I, start, I, like, I like both. I just don't like to do Gi with total beginners because it's a tug of war. And yeah. That, that irritates the shit out Usually of Usually
0: when I have um, a brand new white belt that opens up to one of the, like like our Saturday, our Saturday class is awesome. It's you know all those classes are great, but Saturday's is just this like all levels class. And it's a big class and everybody's in there, and you know you start going at it. And like yesterday, there was some new kid. i like, I don't know you, so we got partnered up. And like, I just let him start. I coach him like here that you just think about where you're. At. I'm talking to him, you know, finish this choke here because I like. I don't need some scrappy ass white belt, yeah. you know, and me getting hurt. I've already had two surgeries, especially you know?
1: a white belt heavyweight.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah, you know, and you just don't the, that's
1: the worst training partner.
0: Pump the brakes, man. Yeah. But we've all been there. Well, too. I shouldn't
1: say worst, I should say most dangerous. Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember I think mean, that's when we first met was like it was 2012. I was like, I was big into CrossFit. Like, and so when I left canine and I was going through my divorce, I found CrossFit. CrossFit was my thing, man. I was like, I started cutting the weight, and the, it saw the changes. I was pushing myself through these workouts, you know. And I did CrossFit for about three years, from 20, 2009 to twelve, and I was training over at Get Lifted. And in twenty twelve, I thought, you know, I was like, what's this jujitsu stuff? And I had done a couple like these CrossFit comps, these throwdowns, and they were brutal, man. They were they were brutal. I thought, well, where could I compete? You know, with a guy my size, my age, and my skill level, I thought, what's jiu-jitsu? Man? I'm not getting punched or kicked in the face. It's rolling around. Okay. So, I went to Hayashi's, and they had no gi grappling. And uh, took a few classes, and I was just getting smoked, man. Smoked. Yeah. And there was a kid who came in there, and he was from Brazil. He was uh, an engineer at White Sands. He says, hey, man, this is not for the beginner. He goes, I'm a purple belt in gi. He goes. You need to train gi, and then come back and try some of this no gi stuff. Or a bunch of horseshit. Yeah, and and I was like, all right, man. But I was still working out there. I took some judo, and then that's when Gracie Baja opened, and I I went right over there because I just want to train jujitsu, you know, gi, and then see what happened. And did a, I did a couple tournaments each level of my belt. Haven't competed as a brown yet, but hopefully some things will happen this next year. Or so you know, at, you know my age and division. So we'll see. We'll see what's up, but. That's when I started getting introduced to all the the different, you know, Gi and no Gi. And I just, I just, you know, fell in love with the Gi. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's cool. And, uh, I like it sometimes strictly from a cleanliness perspective. Mm -hmm. There's more layers between you and the person you're grappling with. There's less sweat getting you. There's uh, like, Mm -hmm. if somebody has got a sweaty rash guard Mm -hmm. and they get mount and they put their chest in your face, uh, yeah. it's that I, I don't like that, like uh, that but I'm, no yeah we'll, we'll um we'll we'll talk we'll, we'll find a, an open mat that we can yeah. we can go because i know there's a place that you won't go and there's a place that i won't go <laughs> and uh we, we won't go we, there we man. won't get into yeah, that no no uh, no harm but, no foul man <laughs> but we'll talk we'll talk after the show yeah, there's yeah. there's uh i think there's a couple of gyms that we can go to their open sure, mats mat. sure.
0: um overall the community's good man it's a it's a good it's a good vibe uh
1: Think there's a few cunts uh, out here that oh, that, wow. uh, that I I I don't like, and I would uh-huh. I would bitch slap if I saw them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're just I think they're just they're phonies, you know. Yeah. They they walk around pretending like they're something that they're not, and really deep down inside, they're a couple of pussies. Right. So, um but we won't get into that. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we, sure. We, no worries, we, we already did, uh-huh. but uh well, I did anyway. Um, why don't you have social media?
0: You know, man, I my social media history. So in 2009, I discovered Facebook and I was on Facebook for a few years and I got off Facebook in 2012 and I never looked back. I just felt like, and you talk to a lot of people and they may catches Like I just, like, it was just starting to, to me. It was already starting to be annoying. Like,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, so I got off of it, I thought, but unbeknownst what was going to blossom from, you know, I got on Instagram for a while. It's been on again, off again. Instagram is really cool, but I found myself like always on Instagram. Like, you know, I had my page, like my f- people I followed or followed me, and you can, you know, you're scrolling and watching what they're doing. But then you, you know, you flip your screen and there's that, I call it the popular page, which shows all your links to your friends' interests and your interests. And uh, and I, I, and I'm like, I found myself. I never go there. Yeah. You're smart.
1: I, I just, yes. Not intentionally. I just don't even think about yeah, it. I, I want to see
0: what's in my feed.
1: I don't care about yeah, the other
0: stuff. I was, I'd find myself over there and I'm like going like, I'd, you know, if I didn't have my phone with me or whatever, I'm going like, man, why am I bummed out? Like I just subconsciously, I was like, why am I like, man, I guess my life sucks. I don't have a yacht. I don't skydive over Dubai and hug lions. I mean, I must suck. I don't have washboard abs, a hot mm-hmm. girlfriend. I'm like, no, man. You're a cool, dude. Don't you don't you don't. I'm feeding into what people portray themselves. I never take anything for face value, and I learned that. And, I, and then I, I got on again earlier this year. and I just got off. I'm just like, I don't. It's not my thing, man. I tried Snapchat, and Snapchat was fucking cool. I did that a few years ago, but I would do some shit on duty with Snapchat. Like, I, I posted a lot of cop shit on Snapchat, but I wouldn't put it like. On my, is it called it your wall, your story? What do they call it on Snap?
1: I think it's story. It story. I really don't use Snap. Yeah,
0: but. and but I would forward stuff to close people,
2: uh-huh. and
0: they ate it up. Like I like I interview crackheads, but I'd interview them from the neck down. Like, Tell me your story, prostitutes. Prostitutes, you know. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, no man, no 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 no. People think prostitute. You think the Hollywood? No 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 no. <laughs> Dude, I had a tranny hit on me, man. <laughs> best shit ever, bro. Dude, I was at a gas station. Talk about meeting. We'll get back to this. So this was just like a month ago. Dude, I'm at the gas station, right? Talk about old-fashioned, you know, so. I'm sitting there gassing up, man. And this Lexus pulls up. I can tell it's a chick. And I'm like, okay, whatever. She gets out. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, man. She's fine. She's smoking, dude. And she looks at me, she goes, How you doing? I'm like, Are you fucking talking to me. She's, and I said, I'm good. She's like, she likes my Jeep. I'm like, thanks, man. She's going to go off-roading sometime? I'm like, like, who the fuck has a camera on me, man? Like, who's playing <laughs> this game? But the more she's talking, I'm gauging her like, something's, something's going on. Something's off. Something's off. But she's hot, man. She's hot. <laughs> and I'm watching. And she tells me her name. Her name's Natalie. I'm like, I'm Jared. And I said, can I ask you something? And right when she says this, I knew it. She goes, sure, baby. Well, come oh, fuck on, man. Yeah, it's over. This, I knew it, man. Yeah. I'm like,
1: Dead giveaway.
0: I said, um, are you trans? She goes, yeah, I am. I went, okay. And she says, best line ever. She goes, <laughs> she goes, would you say you're open to new experiences? I went, like, fuck. <laughs> no <laughs> however i'm like you look fucking good she goes thank you I, and i go are you successful she goes oh yeah <laughs> my hat's off to you girl that's not my gig i'm flattered i am touched i'm flattered but you do your thing she goes okay hey, you don't know want you miss no i do know what i'm missing i just you know but it was it was i was so flattered by that man like i can't even have like a hot chick you know you know this one has to have an adam's apple you know, I was just, but it was cool, man. It was cool, but funny times. So, like, fuck, man. So, anyway,
1: I had a tranny hit on me one time when I was in Lubbock. <laughs> I think she was a tranny prostitute yeah. for sure. No, for oh, sure. sure. Yeah, I, I go to this restaurant, and as I'm walking to my table, there's this girl sitting there by herself, no food in front of her. She's just sitting there, and she looks a little bit, you know, you could like catches your eye yeah exactly what's what's going on with Uh this girl she wasn't hot at all Uh at all but mine was kind of like look i looked at her like like what like this person looks a little bit different Uh i go sit at my table and she goes and sits at the table right next to me Mm -hmm. and she's just looking at me the whole time looking at her phone looking at me looking at her phone looking at me and i was like just i felt like i had to wave at one point i was like oh hi Mm -hmm. what's up (laughs) so then she comes over and i don't remember what the fuck she said like oh what are you doing here or you come here a lot or something and when she came over i could see the the hair on the chin the stubble right <laughs> that's fucking gross I, <laughs> 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 I could see the stubble like it's been like two Like years <laughs> no 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 like she shaved like two days ago oh, like yours like, like yours mine, like yeah, my, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, oh, just a little bit like that uh-huh and i'm like okay this is this is really strange i don't know if i even still want to eat hair anymore. it's up there with and, armpit hair and man then, oh, oh when you finish uh, your lunch can you give me a ride home I, I, yeah, my car is not working no, and no, i was no. like i was like no i, I can't do that but uh yeah. you know good luck with your car yeah, yeah I, I, I have <laughs> like, the best sense of humor about everything man I, you know I was flatter it was
0: cool you know i'm not yeah. gonna get my manhood i was just like that's no, kind of cool man no,
1: guys hit on me all the time not even trannies, yeah. just yeah. guys um actually I, I put that i did a, a an open mic comedy mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i put that in my bit guys hit on me all the time i don't know why yeah. but they do yeah and it's um i don't i i'm never offended you know some guy nah. comes hey oh my god you're so hot can i uh-huh. buy you a drink uh-huh. i'm like hey man thanks but no thanks yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's as long as they don't touch me that's when i get right. that's that's like i was yeah. gonna knock a motherfucker out one time because yeah. he just he comes up to me and he just Puts his hand on my shoulder and runs it down my arm. And I was like, motherfucker, like, I, like my friends don't even touch me like that. Yeah. I don't know you. Like,
0: what, what What? the fuck you think you're doing? My friends do that to me and then end up choking me out.
1: So. That, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's different, you yeah. know, like, it's just, it's just like, I don't know you. What do you, right. like, you don't touch somebody like that, that you don't know. Yeah.
0: You don't know. You don't uh,
1: do But whatever, man, yeah. guy wants to give me a compliment. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. man. Yeah. I'm it's all you. good i remember one time it happened on the job like we were down in the what you call it oh
1: i love a man in yeah, uniform yeah man i was down in what they call
0: <laughs> they call it the 500 block of stanton's pride square <laughs> and we had a we had a call out there whatever it was you know and we are at a bar and we're dealing with this call and we're quelling it and some dude comes out of the bar just creating problems for us man just being a little ass interfering and he gets arrested so i take him over to my unit and as i'm putting him in the cop car in the back seat we're kind of in an alley and this group of women are walking by on the other side of the car and just slow motion man i'm getting this guy like and i'm putting him in the car in the back seat you know and i look up and she's walking by it's just slow motion man we, our eyes meet and i'm just going like uh, she's just like slow motion like in the movie she looks over at me and she winks i'm going oh my god she's fucking a man you know i was like no nah, no nah. she just w- winked and went on I never talked to her but i was like ah, convincing beautiful but no thank you
1: <laughs> yeah I, I had i had a a, a tranny one time used that line with me too of uh like, oh well, just try it. If you like it, you do it again. If you don't like it, don't do it. i Like, <laughs> like no, no like some cool, some, some things you don't have to try yeah, yeah, to know that yeah, the, you yeah, know. what we'll They say the saying, "There's a first time for everything." Mm-hmm. I always say, "There's a first time for most things." Yeah, some okay. things there's just no, there's no, no first. time. Again, my I've to I, you. I, I've I've talked about this a million times on the show. I've never eaten hummus. I don't need to try it. I don't yeah. like it. I, right. You know, there's certain foods that mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. I, like I'm that's one that's another one of those things. I'm good. I don't need to try. So, you got off of social media because I, it was just. Um, I found myself on it all the time. Were you constantly comparing yourself to like these billionaires posting pictures of their tigers and whatever? <laughs> no,
0: I wasn't comparing myself. I was just like,
1: I was just like, I don't, I don't need to,
0: like. This is just me, it's, you're asking me. This is me. I, yeah. I don't need to display my life. I don't need to, like, I I'm just you know I. It, I don't need. What about just to see
1: what your friends are up to? Or, I'll or just check, call, them. Or, or, call me. Call yeah. me, man. Or to yeah. check out some hot girls on Instagram or to see what the hell The, the Rock is doing. I don't or, need. I don't give two shits know. what he's doing, man. but
0: oh, <laughs> I, I love The Rock. Man. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I
1: just, I don't know, man. I just wasn't. See, like, I like to show off. That's why yeah. I use social media. Well, I mean, no, I use it as a to, marketing tool for the podcast. Sure. But to I, to I, each I, their I like, own. I like to show off, especially I, when I reach a new level of success. Yeah however you want to define success. Um, no, I, no. I, I, I like to flaunt it.
0: I'm with you. Yeah. And to each their own. <clears throat> oh, sure. Make sure. it work. It works for some people. You know, I just, just not my thing. Right. I got off it. Um, you
1: know, the the whole thing about um, uh, comparison and how a lot of people feel like shit from social media, mm-hmm. because like you had those thoughts for a bit, like, whoa, I'm not living in a mansion. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not on a, on a, uh, you know, traveling well, with models all the time, you know? Um, well, that's th- th- all fake th- well, too. Uh, mm. In some cases, yeah. I mean, Dan Bolzerian is absolutely living that life.
0: Is it? Is it? Are you sure? Because I hear there's things about him that he's being kind of...
1: Dan Bolzerian. Yeah. Well, his company Ignite has uh, the last time I checked did not report quarterly earnings, something like. That. And yeah. so he's in he's in some some shit uh, with uh-huh. his company because yeah. you have to report earnings yeah. when you're a public company. Your investors need to know what the fuck you're up to. Right. And so he's in some trouble for that. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't followed the whole story. Um, I mean, his dad was a gun runner. Yeah, uh, the, you know uh, that's that's how his dad made billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know his whole story, but I know the guy's wealthy as fuck, mm-hmm. and he's balling out of control. He's been balling out of control. He had two heart attacks when he was like twenty five, because yeah. uh, he was partying for three days straight, strippers, cocaine, Viagra for three days. <laughs> yeah, he had two heart attacks. Right. Uh, so some people are living that life. Look, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is living that life. Well, he you can.
0: Know? I mean I can't live that life for
1: sure. But you know I saw but this- here's, but, but the the point that I was going to make is a lot of people are looking at their social media and that's the point of comparison that they have for themselves. It's right. like oh shit like I don't have you know this guy just bought a million dollar watch. Mm-hmm. Well yeah I won't make a million dollars if I live to be 3000 years old, you know? Like some people are having those thoughts. Mm-hmm. But it actually comes from a natural and very logical place. Where it comes from is Pre social media, take it back hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds of years. Let's say you're a farmer um, and your neighbor is also a farmer. And you wake up every morning and you look at his land and you go, damn, this guy's producing a lot more crops than I am. It actually served you well to pay attention to what that guy was I doing. Should, I see
0: you're going with this. Yeah.
1: The problem is nowadays, I'm not looking at my neighbors. I'm not looking at people from my same neighborhood with similar backgrounds uh, to, to compare how I'm moving through life. I'm looking at all stars. I'm looking at celebrities. I'm looking at ultra wealthy people, billionaires, ballers. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's giving people that, 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 that wrong point of comparison. Maybe, maybe wrong is not the right word. Maybe there's something to that where you just say, fuck, like if I want a mansion, like Dan Balzerian has, if I want to throw parties, like that guy throws parties, I just have to work. that. I have to figure out how to get there. Yeah. So there, could, it could still do some good. For me, it does a lot of good. For me, I, like I say, how are you ever going to get wealthy if you don't hang out with wealthy people, if you mm-hmm. don't follow in the footsteps of wealthy people, if you don't see their moves? Like when I worked at the gun store, we had customers that would that would write six-figure checks mm-hmm. for firearms, right. for toys. They'd walk in and drop a quarter million dollars, mm-hmm. just write a check for machine guns and, and body armor. Mm-hmm. And like one guy built... A bigger house to expand his gun room yeah he hired a company that came down and built one of those hidden safes it costed like 150 grand wow um and he built a bigger house mm-hmm. to expand his gun room. i mean uh, like and i and, and, and i could look at that person i could be oh shit you know um wow i suck because i i can't do that you know right. what i mean Or i could be like I, I don't but i always look at it as as motherfucker if you did it i'm gonna do it too
0: i see where you're going but like I didn't compare myself really to anybody. I'm not saying you did. Yeah. I'm
1: saying it happens a lot with social media. But
0: I see people. I saw this. This lady did a talk on social media, and, and behind her, there's this 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 picture of this beautiful lion, mm. gorgeous lion, just sitting there majestic. And she goes, "This is you on social media." She goes, "This is who you portray yourself." like a lot of you on social media and she used the clicker and there's this mangy cat in an alley. She goes, that's who y'all really are. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Like there's you know,
1: a like, lot of fakery for sure. Yeah, and, and I think
0: that's the majority of it. You know, you have
1: to recognize when somebody just went and pulled their, every cent out of their checking account, you know, all fucking I, I $6,000 of it in, yeah. in, in fives and put them in a big stack and yeah, I took mean, a picture with, some, no, with somebody else's car. There's no reason for that. Yeah. You know, one thing that's really common, um, in the middle east all my friends do this it's annoying as fuck i talk shit to them all the time mm-hmm. I'm like Look, what the fuck are you doing yeah if they see a mercedes parked on the street they go they go take a picture with it mm-hmm. or or if they take a picture for their like a profile picture it may even be their car yeah. but they make sure that they stand just to the right of that symbol on the front hood of the car to let you know that it's a jaguar mm-hmm. or something exotic and i'm like is is your ego that small exactly are you that insecure exactly
2: that's to, why i don't it's, do it i mean it's,
1: there's a way of doing it where it's cool mm-hmm. to, like some people flaunt their money and it's you're like that you know, guy's fucking cool and I, then there's a way of like oh look i i drive a nice car i feel like it's just how you do it yeah
0: i posted like when i was on instagram i posted mostly some jujitsu stuff a lot of my dog just me doing stuff, you know, longboarding or riding my bike at the park or whatever, you know, but I'm like, you know, I don't have that great of a life either. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people don't, man. You know, and I just didn't want to, you know, everyone loved the dog. Everyone loved watching Tyson doing his thing. And he's such, has such a personality, but you know, man, I just, I just got off of it. It just wasn't, I don't want to consume my day with it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Damn. I'm trying to get some eye drops and this thing's not. Not working. I have really bad dry eye, mm-hmm. uh, and El Paso is one of the worst places in the country for that. Right. It's top three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lubbock is top two. El Paso's top. It's in the top three. I don't know the order, but I use eye drops all day long. Uh, you just have to <clears throat> use preservative free eye drops, is what I've been told, and you could use them all day long. Yeah. Uh, if they're not preservative free, it's recommended to only use them three to four times a day. So oh. I keep this thing, these little vials, all all all, all over the place, man. Yeah. Like they're everywhere. I just if I'm walking through my house, any room I go into, I just put some eye drops in. Um. <clears throat> so you're a brown belt now. Yeah. And uh, what's next?
0: My first stripe. <laughs> just trying to get that stripe. Just you know.
1: Just- oh, so it's recent. Yeah, I just a got brown my belt. brown
0: belt in January. So I've only been a brown belt four months. Just what's next? Just keep just keep grinding it, man. Just keep training and teaching. And I'd like to compete again later this year. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen with that. And, you know, eventually get that black belt and see what happens. You know, I heard a, a great theory. I was back when I was a blue belt, I was at a training camp out in California and it was for Worlds. I didn't compete at Worlds, but they had this week-long camp out there at Gracie Baugh headquarters in Irvine. And there were black belts from all over the world there training, and it, they were getting ready to go compete. And they let blue belts and above attend this thing. And I was a blue belt, and it's, it's week-long, and it's, it was two hours every night. It was from like 7 to 9, 6 to 8, whatever it was. And I was standing there and I'm just getting wrecked, man. Like, I'm like, these dudes had the neck and the ears and, and just, <laughs> you're just like, don't even make eye contact with these guys, but talk about guys with the biggest hearts, man. And then I made a comment. I go, you know, we were doing like a top bottom out thing. There are all these guys on the ground and you had to find your, your dude. And if you passed this guard, wherever he swept you, you know, you you went to the back of the line, which I usually do, or you you know, I'm not going to pass this black belt's guard or whatever. I'm not going to get them. Just chuck and you left to right. But I got to train with some some pretty iconic dudes. And I'm in, I, I I rotate back to the back of the line and I make this comment. And I go, man, I wish I had my white belt back. And Professor Tusa from Albuquerque, he goes, just wait till you get your black belt. I thought, wow. He goes, That's where it all begins. It makes a lot of sense if you think about that. I went, wow. That's where the, that's the beginning. That's that's pretty deep, man. That's pretty deep, you know, for me, you know, because you're always striving for that next belt. You're always striving for that stripe, that promotion. You're working. Once you get your black belt, now you're a black belt. And that's when it all starts to come together. That's kind of cool, man. I like how he put that for me. But
1: I'm still a white belt.
0: What would they say? What would i say? A black belt is a white belt I never gave up?
1: I'm still a white belt. I, I don't believe in belts. Uh-huh. I'm never gonna.
0: I saw you had painted toes
1: I, one time though, right? You did the. I know, no guys. Yeah, that do, I, I yeah. paint my toenails. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw that once. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I just I, I don't know, man. The the whole belt thing just doesn't work for me. Okay. Yes, as a matter of fact, this morning at Open Mat, there's a, there's a lot of um, rules governing behavior uh, of of. Um, Um, uh, uh, giving permission uh, for higher belts to do certain things and lower belts just kind of got to sit there like dummies and, Mm -hmm. you know, until they're called upon. Um, and, and so we're, we're, you know, we're at open mat and I don't know who this guy is. Cool guy. Name's Connor. I met him earlier. Mm -hmm. And, um, he comes, he comes over and he's like, Oh, Hey man, you know, you want to roll? Like, I know I'm not supposed to ask a higher belt, but, uh, uh, I, got, I got tired of waiting. I was like, man, who the fuck told you that? Go yeah, exactly. Slap, slap yeah. whoever told you that. Oh, man. But Go. there's schools that are like that. I, like You won't ask a higher belt to roll with them. Only they can call upon you dude there's all that respect of like oh i'm a, I'm a higher belt so you need to bow down no, to me oh like, no fuck none of that absolutely not i i i hate that crap I love and, and i told him i was like, actually man i'm a white belt too and yeah. he's like oh i saw you grapple and you know i, yeah. I figured you're you're a lot more than, i was like no no i've never i haven't been belted yeah. and i asked people that's actually the first time anybody's ever put it that way of like when you get your black belt it begins mm-hmm. Uh, cause I ask people, they oh, my, you know, I think uh, this year I'm going to get my black belt. I go, okay. And then what? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll be a black belt. Okay. But, but then what? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be a black belt. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. Who, like, who yeah. gives a damn? Yeah. And there's this attitude of, oh, I can't tap that guy out. He's a black belt. Fuck that guy. I'm mm-hmm. going to tap him out. No. Yeah, I'm going to try even harder because mm-hmm. he's a black belt. Yeah. You know, yeah. why, why are you putting limitations on yourself? And just because somebody's dressed in different colors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I,
0: that's that's an odd mindset. Like I, I love training with everybody. I don't care what their belt is. I don't you know. I have a good time either way. Yeah. You know, I I learned something from it. You know, that's that's interesting, man. Wow. Uh I lost my train I thought. I was gonna go somewhere, man. It's totally spaced on it. I was listening to what you were saying about about the belts and training and and all that, but I just I went blank right now.
1: Well, it so. happens to me a lot. It's it's infuriating. <laughs> so maybe it'll come back. But yeah, it's infuriating.
0: Oh man, talk about! You talked about should I ask a higher belt to ah. well, you sh- absolutely should, absolutely should. You know, I guess it depends on the
1: school, though. Well, it depends I mean, on the rules because every school's got their own rules I, governing that sort yeah, of behavior. I don't know. However, some, some schools white belts just have to sit there like a bunch of idiots. There's no they, reason you know, for that. Man. They they they, all they can can learn do, a lot from. All they a white can do belt. is bow. Yeah. All they can do is just bow. And, um, yeah, I had a problem with somebody here in town where he wouldn't roll with me because he's a black belt and I tapped him out and he just, he just won't roll with me. I mean, he just, and as the students are like, oh, well, you know, this guy's a white belt tapping out a black belt. Well, who gives a shit? First of all, stop paying attention to my belt color. Focus on my skill level. John Jones went to start training in gi. They gave him a white belt because he's never trained in gi. Yeah. Like well, what John there. Jones is still going to murder you. Yeah.
0: Gear no? I, gee? I. So talk about like breaking like this. This rule of like asking people to train. I was up in Albuquerque, a uh, uh, Gracie Baja Albuquerque up there. It had a grand opening of the school, a really nice school. So I was like, I went up there to check it out. So I'm training. We're all we have this all these people on the mat, and in walks Holly Holm. Oh, Holly Holm walks in. The woman of my dreams. Yeah, she has a white bat on. She's with some some dudes. And they start training. And she's like right here on the mat. And I'm I'm trying not to be
1: like. Dude, I'm, oh I'm driving to Albuquerque right after yeah, the podcast. Dude. And I'm going there.
0: Okay, well, this was right after Hermesha Tate loss. Okay. okay. She'd won the belt from Ronda. And then she fought Tate. And Tate chokes her out. So she's right here on the mat next to me. Okay, I didn't bring my phone in. But I have proof of this on my phone. And she's, I can hear these guys talking to her and they have Russian accents. Some, some, whoever they are from Jackson's, I don't, I don't know who they are. And I did that. I'm training with some chick or some dude. And I said, miss Holm, would you like to roll? And I felt right down. Like I just broke some like grapplers rule. Like you don't do that with a pro MMA fighter or whatever. Like just don't. And these Russian dudes looked over at me and I thought, Oh God, I'm done, man. I'm, should have done that. And she's talking to them and she's, she's, she was very kind of, kind of shy, she seemed like, really shy. And I heard one of them say, one of them say, like, you have to, you need to. I had just got my purple belt. This was five years ago. And she goes, okay. And we, we went out and I'm like, what do I do? You know, solid as a rock, man. Just, and uh we're going at it. And, and we, we did our five minutes and, and, she was really cool man she was she was really really cool and she's just working her ground she game tap I you out no uh uh-uh. uh. we didn't stand up either but i i was like i felt oh, like
1: st- stand up uh, she'd uh, she'd probably take your head off
0: i'm sure she will yeah. absolutely mine too but you know she didn't nobody tapped anyone out we were just kind of going i thought do i open it up on her what if i injure a pro athlete here you know i would just you start overthinking I, at least i was i was like so we we're just kind of flowing it you know going 40, 50%, nothing crazy. She said thanks. And I said, hey, you know, you owe me a picture. She laughed. So we went on, you know, finding somebody else to train with throughout the, the session. She told
1: her that she owes you a picture. You owe me a picture.
0: The cool shit is, I was training with someone. She comes over maybe 30, 40 minutes later, taps me on the shoulder and goes, I'll give you that picture now. Damn, and we took honey. a picture, man. And I, I have—I didn't bring my phone in, but
1: I believe you. Yeah, I have it, man. You're not a liar.
0: No, I'm not. But I, 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 just, I got to train with Holly. But everyone asked me that. Did you whoop your ass? no
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: only because we didn't stand up
1: but I'm not yeah. standing up
0: I'm not a stand up guy
1: uh, well probably also because you're 100 pounds bigger than her
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's solid man she's so but that was my that was That's my cool. Yeah.
1: so what are you doing now man retired you're uh are you going to move to New Mexico and uh get a marijuana license I don't know man possibly <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: You know, um, like I said, you know, back on that note of being a retired cop and doing this for over 20 years, I just taking time for me, you know, I'm teaching jujitsu. Like I've said, you know, some guys fish, some guys play golf, some guys go play tennis. I got jujitsu and how cool is that, man? That's pretty pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And I get to teach and share and, and I, and I hope I inspire some people a little bit and, 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 and just have a good time with it. And we'll see what happens when the time is right. The time is right. I've had a couple opportunities come up and like, um, to say, Hey, would you be interested in working here? And it's back in law enforcement. And of course, I I think about it because I think the honeymoon phase is over with, with, you know, retiring. Like I'm starting to get a little bored, starting a little cabin fever at my house, but I stay busy. But I'm not ready to jump back into work right now. I left the profession, I left the job for a reason, not to just jump back into it. I need to, do me like I've done some traveling, nothing crazy, but, um, you know, this summer, my daughter and I are planning some things and and I don't want to start work and not fulfill those things I wanted to do. Because if I go back to work right. without fulfilling those, I'm probably going to be a little bitter at myself. Right. So I need to do that. And if it takes a year, it yeah, takes a year, a year and a half, I can do that. Yeah. In my circumstances, I've always said are, are different than a lot of these guys you know, my age or or where they're at in their careers in in being a police officer. I I got to retire from being a cop at 49, but you know what? I'm single. You know, I I have low debt. You know, I'm not buying a new toy every three years. I'm not, you know, I'm not on my third marriage. I haven't lost half my pension to some ex-wife somewhere, you know, and 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 I'm not knocking anybody for that, but you hear a lot of those stories. And I think a lot of guys that would like to retire and hang it up, they can't. Because of these other commitments financially or whatever's going on, you know, you'll see guys, you know, married and he has kids from a previous, she has kids from a previous and this is, you know, I'm not knocking anything, but this wasn't my circumstances. And now they have little ones, you know, they have to wait for school and college. You know, my daughter's college is paid for. She's almost done. You know, my child support was over with. I'm not paying that out anymore. You know, I paid off my vehicle. I paid off my bike. You know, I can live off my pension. And the goal is to live simple live as minimal as possible and just enjoy it and and not to sound just dramatic but this new self-discovery you know okay i'm done with the cop thing why go back into it right and like i said in the beginning of the show maybe in a year year and a half if i decide to go back to doing something you know if i could do anything i would love to you know i don't know how to even network this or do this like get into the whole thing about what police reform is. And I've Googled some stuff about police advisors and, and, and where they're going with this, with, with everything that's just changed in this world this last year and, and, and talk about what police reform is and, and do some consulting and, and that kind of stuff, but you know,
1: I've got the perfect job for you. Tell me, apply to be one of those security guys at the UFC that walks out with the fighters. I'd be
0: fucking the shit, man. Yeah. I thought I'd just walk out with them. I'd probably wear my brown belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get some respect. That'd be cool, man. i would be <laughs> no. I I to get a job at the UFC. That'd be. I went to uh, check. Speaking of the UFC, so two weeks ago, well, I spent about two weeks. I I well. A month and a half, two months ago, I bought tickets to that UFC fight in Houston two weeks ago. And that's because Nate Diaz was on that card. And then Nate Diaz got injured and they postponed it. So my daughter and I, you know, went to that fight. We got to see a great card, got to see great fights.
1: He's fighting on June twelfth.
0: Yes. We just got tickets for that one. Oh, nice. So we're gonna get to I'm like I'm a Nate Diaz fan all the way. Yeah, I, hell yeah. He's something else. And so we're gonna go we're gonna go out to Arizona and, <clears throat> and it's two weeks from yesterday. So we're going to go out there and catch that fight. And awesome. It's going to be. And she's like, you know, it's father daughter UFC stuff, man. She's digging it.
1: So Drop an application while you're there. I might have to do that, man. <laughs> Security. I, I, I knew this guy who uh, also was on the force in El Paso for a long time. Um, and he retired. And, you know, same thing. He, he got bored after mm-hmm. a couple of years. And so he dropped an application to the UFC to do just that because he's a big MMA fan. And it came back overqualified. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because he'd done a bunch of stuff. I mean, you know, all these years as an officer, right? He had, I mean, a lot like you, he did K-9, he mm-hmm. did SWAT, he did detective, he did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff and uh yeah man they told him he was overqualified he's like what kind of bullshit is yeah. this it's like i'm not asking for more money just yeah. pay me what you pay those guys it's i know like i don't that. want
0: money man yeah, you know i, I just the regular pay yeah, like he wasn't whatever.
1: looking for anything extra he just wanted yeah. to do
0: it because it's like to, i'd like to walk Be walk
1: out yeah with that'd be cool yeah. i get my
0: ass handed to me but i'll go I'll well, get i mean
1: <laughs> no, you're not fighting them you're no. just walking out with them. walk out with them that's
0: true <laughs> i think some of those like they're uh I think they're some kind of LEO, some kind of peace officer for the, uh, mm. for the state, like Nevada game oh. commission. They have, those
1: are, I think those like are some, the, like the university cop type of thing. Yeah. But
0: they, they work for this. It's, I think they're, not cops, but there's some kind of LE.
1: Hey, can school district cops pull me over for speeding?
0: Yes, they can.
1: <laughs> Not in the school zone. They can pull
0: you over. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> anybody watching, yes. They are peace officers. They are cops. They can pull you over.
1: Damn it. <laughs> but constables can't pull you over in El Paso if you're on your phone, right? I don't know. Because that's, that's a city uh, they can
0: If it's a violation, I'm sure they can pull you over. I'm sure they can. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. Constables and I think it'll pass a little bit different than East Texas. East Texas that's a big thing out there. Constables are, you know, I I don't know. I I don't know how that works, but I would say they can. If they're peace officers and it's a violation, they can pull you over.
1: So. But it's a but it's a city ordinance. Yeah.
0: Are they in the city? If they're going down Mesa? Yeah, well,
1: it's well, I mean the FBI is in the city, but they don't pull you over.
0: Well, no, the FBI doesn't do that. Right. No, they're not. They're federal. They don't, they don't enforce. Like, I don't think state
1: troopers will pull you over for being on your phone. I'm sure they would. They can't pull me over anyway for being on my phone. You know why? Why? Because I use Bluetooth. Oh, well, then there you have it. <laughs> there you have it, man. No, but there, actually man. they can't even see in my car. I've got a 5% tint. Okay. And they pull you over, over for tint? See. I have been pulled over a couple of times for tint, and I have a note from my doctor that got the case dismissed. Well, it works for you. Yeah. One, one time, actually. I, did never, I only had a citation what? once uh, for my tint. I,
0: you know, I never dug that deep to go, you know, I'm going to have to pull that garbage because of his tent. I, I was I never think, that
1: guy. I think the tent rule is one of the most bullshit rules I agree. out there. Uh, let and me why, tell you what, Like, do you, if, know, do you know why I, there are rules on tents? I have no idea. Just fuckery. But,
0: I, see, because, but see, I always looked at things like that. Like you just said, it's just fuckery. I'm not going to fuck with people because of that. Like, I, that was me, though. Yeah, I mean, it's
1: hot in El Paso. You know, the sun is, yeah, is I mean, glaring. Yeah. I want some protection from yeah. from the sun.
0: Yeah, You know, I, the cell phone thing, man, I mean, I get it. You know, we all use our cell phones, you know, I mean, you know, I, I get it. You know, I pull people over time for that.
1: I get the cell phone thing though, man. Cause you're putting other people in danger. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not putting anyone in danger. If my tent is dark,
0: let me tell you when the cell phone, I'm shit. just,
1: I'm just making my ride in my car more comfortable for me. All right. That's all I'm doing.
0: The cell phone got to get the, the cell phone shit bugs me <laughs> is when the person in front of you is texting and you are at a red light mm. and they don't realize the light's been green and they're still texting. Mm. You're like, hey, let's go. But they have to look at you for another few seconds in the rear view.
1: Like just put on... Tesla f- is going to fix that. Yeah. The are car is going to communicate with the light. The car is going to sense that the light turned green and it's just going to go for you. Okay. I think. I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about that, but why wouldn't Elon do that? Yeah, I was going to say Elon's, they, Elon's They'll, got de- some they'll definitely program the cars. They'll hook them up to the to the traffic lights i think they will the texting thing i get it i'm all about that um because like i said you're putting other people in danger
0: i I could tell you some classic stories of pulling people over on their phone oh tell me dude classic shit man i was cruising up mesa one day just in my unit years ago man and there's this dude and like i remember he's in a lincoln escalade just a pimp fly suv type thing and he's on his phone man And he's just having some conversation with who knows who and he's just living it up, right? He's living, he's talking, he's talking. And I'm looking at him like, seriously, man? And he looks over at me, Jim. He looks over at me. (laughs) This is the best thing, man. He looks over at me. I'm looking for something that would look like a phone just for effect. Uh, On his phone, right? He's on his phone and he looks over at me. He looks back this way and he looks in his rearview mirror and he starts using it as a razor. (laughs) (laughs) that's <laughs> <laughs> like what Yucks, come on man so i pull him over and i walk up and he's just sitting there like fuck man i go hey i just it's cool but you missed a spot dude he's like come on man i go really You're gonna be on your phone he's like i said that was genius i'm not gonna give you ticket i just had to say hey man but, they've
1: got those apple phones in china now that 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 uh will take care of your facial hair
0: i that's what it was okay and then like and then, and this one, like that was clever. That was crafty. You know, we shook sure oh hands. I God. can't cite the guy for that. It was cool, man. You know, just be honest, have a sense of humor. But like, I remember this lady, this was, you know, driving by, she has this, like this minivan, this little minivan thing. and She's on her phone and she goes right by me and I pull her over and I, 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 I make the stop and I walk up to her and I said, hi, I said, I'm officer lamb. I'm, you know with the PD and whatever, and whatever my intro was, and I said, I "Reserve you on your cell phone." She goes, "No, I wasn't." I go, "Ma'am, I just saw you. You just, I saw you. You had your phone because I wasn't on my phone." Now she had her kids with her, and they were probably early teens to elementary school, like four kids. Did they
1: out her? Huh? Did, did they out her?
0: No, no. Check this out. No, no, no. They were just sitting there watching this. I said, ma'am, I, I'm not going to have this argument. It's your driver's license. She's kind of getting diva about this. Like, I wasn't on my phone. And you even start to think for like one second, well, maybe I'm stupid. You know? <laughs> 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 they'll, they'll might be like, no, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. So I went back to my unit. I was logging down the car. I said, you know what? I'm going to handle this. I'm writing everything down on my log sheet. And I, I go back to her. I go, ma'am, listen, you know you're on your phone. I know, I know you're on your phone. I said, however, you just lied to a police officer in front of your children. And if they already have it, when they start this behavior, they learned it right from you. Okay, you have a nice day. It's a good way to be Damn. a parent. Yeah, they learned it from you. They learned it from you. And she sits. Uh, and even like her, I remember her daughter, probably like fourteen, looks at her like,
2: dang. Uh huh.
0: And she goes, "Sir, I was Jared. on my phone." Yeah. She goes,
2: "Oh."
0: Yeah, I didn't need to write you the ticket. You just the impact, the, the 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 impression you just left on your kids when they do this to you. They learned it right here. And she says, "I'm sorry, I was on my phone." I go, "I know you were. It's too late. It's too late. I don't need to write you a ticket. Have a great day."
1: Damn. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, you're such a psychologist. Well, you
0: have to, man.
1: Jesus. You
0: have to, man. What What is, what is it? Dane Cook call it the mental ninja? You know, who Dane Cook is a yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. He's the mental ninja, man. You know, you just you know get people thinking. You know, it's not it's not always about them.
1: When your kids end up dead or in jail, it's your fault, bitch. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yes. When they're lying to you or to whoever, they're pulling some shit, it's on you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's heavy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what about, um? so uh, I was mentioning like the cell phone thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, putting people in danger. I equate that in a lot of ways to people who drive drunk. Mm-hmm. That's like, I think that's a danger too. Oh, and, yeah. And I, and I love that police crack down on that. And oh, the, yeah. The punishment is severe. mm mm-hmm. And, but sometimes I wonder, it's like, are we just fighting a, 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 a lost battle? I mean, yeah. you just, you can't stop. Like you just go, I mean, go to Cincinnati or wherever mm-hmm. on a, on a regular night. Dude, and, I, and and the parking lots are packed. Mm-hmm. All those people are in there drinking. At the end of the night, there's no cars in the parking lots. Mm-hmm. They're the all fuck? Everything's gone. Yeah, It's uh it's a problem. I think I've thought about this and I've thought like, okay, the great thing about uh, um, self-driving cars is like, you know, we don't have to worry about drunk drivers anymore. Fuck it, get hammered, and your mm-hmm. car will take you home. It's all good. All
2: right.
1: and maybe you'll maybe you'll pass out in the car and 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 die. You know, because you're mm-hmm. you fucked yourself up. You went too far. But you won't but kill anybody else. The car is the car still going to make it to your garage? Yeah. You're just going to be found dead in yeah. there a few days later. Well, I don't know, man. The city's going to lose a lot of money though. That's a good the source D- of income yeah. for the city though. The DWI that? thing. That's like how much money would the city miss out on oh, if dude. there was no more DWIs? Who It's got to be got yeah. Yeah. Millions. Many many millions. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's not going to happen. All They'll have be. to try to get you for something else. Like yeah. what's going to like what's going to happen to um like traffic citations, all traffic violations? all traffic-related violations, they bring in a fuckload of money to the city. What's going to happen when that goes away? How, how will that ever go away? Self-driving cars. They'll find something. Who are, you, who are you going to give the ticket to? Like, Cat Williams has a great joke about that. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to get me a self-driving car. When I get pulled over, I'm going to say, I don't know what to tell you, officer. Talk to the driver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that. You know, I don't know, man. They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll come up with something. They'll find something.
1: If, if the car is regulated perfectly it are they may, already out there are some yeah. but they're not the, the program isn't quite there yet but yeah. when we get to that point let's say in 10 20 50 years who knows 100 years where that where that's all you have the car never speeds it never runs a stop sign yeah um, i was gonna say like the, the driver's never gonna be you, the, it's not gonna matter if the occupant of the vehicle you is gps you're drunk your, or not
0: an address it'll tell you at the next stop sign turn right right it'll take the next light and I can imagine, you know, a car knowing this, going, it's going to stop for. You know
1: what's fucking crazy? It's
0: not going to go above that speed limit. It's when going I'm, to know.
1: Yeah, when I'm yeah. when I'm, I, I drive to and from Lubbock a lot, mm-hmm. and you you know, you go through a lot of little cities when you're when mm-hmm. you're taking that route, and the speed limits sometimes will go from seventy-five to fifty down to thirty and then back to sixty, <laughs> and then yeah. you know, and it's a little crazy. And like going through those towns, I got to really really pay attention mm-hmm. because the speed limit will change like that from seventy to forty, and then you got a cop on your ass. Yeah. Um what's what's really interesting is this fascinates me when i have my gps working right and i've I've got it on the screen so i see the map right and it gives you the speed limit Mm -hmm. up in the up in the corner the the second that i pass by the speed limit sign the speed limit changes oh shit the gps knows where every fucking sign on the road is that's wild man how did who pro who put all this information in the gps wow. it knows where the sign is i never noticed that man. it doesn't change wow. when you're 20 yards to the sign it changes the second you get to it it's fucking crazy It is. your gps recognizes yeah. okay the speed limit just changed and it tells you on the screen well they do that so the self-driving car it's just going to it's just going to make the adjustment on its own you and know, you're never going to be speeding the, there's going to be no the speeding the cop cars
0: tickets. have gps a what's called avl on them they can pin peg you pinpoint you right where you're at you know they can they monitor they can monitor right where you're at what do you mean they can monitor your speed they can like the cop cars these cop cars uh they have what's called an avl on them and it it's satellite tracked where our dispatch center can see exactly where you're at and what you're doing oh. they, and it's an officer safety thing they know exactly what you're all about you know like you know, if there's a call here and you're like the closest unit and you're not busy, they're going to send you. They, they can see where you're at. Damn. Yeah. They can
1: oh, see. so they, they, they can see where you're at as the officer.
0: Yeah. Your car is at. Or, what about the citizen? No, not the citizen. Okay, They'll okay, just okay. tell okay. them that I thought that's I'm how at 1234 America Way Lane and this officer is like, well, that cop's right there. You know, they send him or, you know, well, it, that's it, smart. Yeah. They, they can, they can, it's called AVL. They, I don't forget what it stands for, but they can monitor you.
1: Yeah. Cause cops can go missing. They can okay, go yeah. into somebody's house to respond to a call, and you know, or they yep. heard a scream or something. They go in, and they're gone. Yeah, that's why. That's why police will put their handprint on the on the car, right? Oh, is that a, we never do that. No,
0: I didn't do. My prints would all be all over it anyway. You
1: know, but now they don't. I don't know where that came from. I don't no? think. Uh-uh. I heard somebody talk about that. That when a police officer walks up to a, they to put a their. <laughs> well, they that? they touch it uh-huh. that way. Their prints are yeah. on it in case they go missing. I There's don't. proof that. You know, uh, the officer touched that car. I
0: don't know where they, I've seen, I don't, they don't train you to do that.
1: okay. No, I think that's. People are so full of shit. Yeah, you are. It's probably that, like, probably like, you know, some show like mine. Mm-hmm. It's just giving up bad information. You know,
0: you know, yeah, yeah. You know, because first, <laughs> seriously, when a cop pulls over a vehicle, that cop should automatically call out.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Say I'm at uh, whatever, that's like true, I They're said. calling
1: the license plate. They're yeah. going to
0: call out the license plate. They're going to call out the location. Plus AVL's watching him. They're going to know that this, you know. Honda. This officer's at, and all of a sudden, the officer's not responding to his radio. Something's going. They're gonna. They can. Technology is. You don't need to touch anybody, (laughs) and touch any car. Maybe that was in the '30s or '40s. That was
1: back in the day. Maybe that was
0: when they're having donuts at midnight (laughs) in some little diner, but not now.
1: How do they? So I've wondered sometimes, like how those police car radars. Sometimes it feels like, okay, how the fuck did he just track my speed? (laughs) Like he's on top of a hill and uh, at the bottom of a they hill. They don't even use
0: radar anymore.
1: How does it? Wh- how-
0: from what I understand, like I said, you know, uh, I ended my career, my tenure, whatever, with as a bicycle cop downtown. So, being a bike cop, you were a wave. It was a different approach to policing because you're pretty vulnerable. You're on a bicycle, yeah. and you don't have a car. You don't have a motorcycle. You, you you're. I mean, motorcycle is pretty dangerous, but from what I understand. And again, you know, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I, I don't think they're even using radar anymore. I think they're using laser, and uh, they can pinpoint that shit pretty good. You know, they pinpoint, they can pinpoint you good. As far as the day of radar, that just to me seems so dinosaur, man.
1: So uh, people who use those uh, things that, that beep when when uh, radar detectors, yeah, radar detectors are those are those out of the game now.
0: I would guess, but I used to like like you said like. I would fuck with people's heads. Like I'd pull them over speeding and they'd say, my radar detector's working. I would tell them, well, my radar jams your radar.
2: <laughs> I never
0: did. I would just tell people. <laughs> and they would be like, damn.
2: How
1: dare you lie to the citizens of the United States? I'm, I'm just How having fun, you? man. I get lied to all the time as a cop. People lie all day long. Yeah, but that's your job.
0: So I'd be like you know like well nobody says i can't fuck with your bag like oh, i my radar jams your radar when you're trying to pick up my radar i never thought about that here's your ticket bro see you later. next you
1: know. thing you know they put it up on offer up the next day they uh-huh. get,
0: rid of it. Get, get rid of it that's
1: hilarious i haven't even do they still make radar detectors i don't even know anything I know. about that. i've thought about getting one though i have no but idea. then I, but then every time i think about getting one i'm like it's cheaper to just not break the
0: law i was gonna go there jim i was gonna be like hey man just <laughs> obey the law yeah. okay just, it's a lot cheaper yeah. Yeah, just a bit. So
1: so you're not going to move to New Mexico and get a marijuana license? Yeah,
0: there's some rumors. I heard rumors like this last few months. Like when I exited the department, I kept it real quiet. A lot of people like they'll put out this email. I just, I went out. I called it the old good old fashioned Irish exit. I just quietly left the party out the back door. So my phone would was blowing up the last few months. Like, dude, did you retire? You left? I'm like, yeah, man, bounce out. Somebody contacted me and said, hey, man, they are saying that you moved to Colorado when you're working on the grow operation up there. <laughs> fucking hippie. Con- no, man, I'm not. It's, not. it's not like a bad idea, but no, there was all kinds of shit.
1: Are, do you have friends now who are who are uh, um, exposing their uh, um, marijuana habits to you? Oh, yeah. Like they didn't tell you before because yeah. you, you'd have to arrest them. No, I would have to
0: arrest them. but You, you know, wouldn't have to
1: arrest them? I wouldn't do that. No.
0: Smoking marijuana is no big deal. It's just when you're in possession of it. So smoke that shit up. Well, how can you be
1: well, just smoke smoking up and, it if you're not in well, possession Well, that's
0: of it. a good debate. But if you have 15 bricks, like you're in if, possession if, you're, if,
1: you actually, if you see somebody smoking it, uh-huh. they're in possession of it. Yeah. And they're smoking it. Yeah.
0: And nowadays, you're just going to get like a sight and release for that.
1: Thank goodness for that.
0: I'm with you, man. Yeah. yeah. What a bunch of shit. I agree. Did you
1: ever feel like a real dick yep. having to arrest somebody? Yep. Because they had a joint on them. You're like, well, fuck.
0: Well, you know, yeah, if, yeah you did. You, you, you did, and you know, and it's just like it was your job, but I'm like, dude, this is fucked up, man. you know Yeah, you know
1: especially I, when you know it's like some young kid who's mm-hmm. like 18, 19, yeah. and they're probably going to lock him up for 10 years.
0: Not that much. It'll be dropped to a lesser charge or something. It, the court was pretty cool about it, but yeah, man, I, I didn't like doing that, man. I didn't like, I
1: didn't like. You know, so what's the rule now? You give a citation if it's under a certain amount, right? Yeah,
0: it's a cite and release from what I understand.
1: Class C, so no mm-hmm. no arrest at all. So oh, that's you that's show a up good to court because those arrests fuck people's lives up. Man. They do, God damn, you know. Mm-hmm. Class C misdemeanor, you pay it off. You know, you I'll, I'll tell you a story you and talk about
0: putting yourself in a situation. I was up uh, near Mesita Elementary School in that part of Mesa. There's a school zone there, and this guy was just hauling ass through the school zone, speeding, passing vehicles, and I pull him over. Okay, he's going to say south on Mesa towards the hospitals. And he's in scrubs and he's in this little beat up
1: car. Look at you using South, like Lewis and Clark. Over yeah. your fucking- <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you going towards the Jack in the box or away yeah. from it? <laughs> he was just no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I know what you're talking about.
0: So I walk up to him and I'm talking to him. He's like, Hey man, I had to, you know, I'm late for work. He was a nurse at one of the hospitals. And as he's talking to me, I'm looking at him and I'm like, is this, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And in the console, in the car he's in, in the console is a big bag of marijuana. I mean, it's stacked, man. It's 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 a it's a pouch, man. I'm going like, like, am I seeing this? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, hey, man, I'll just ask you. Something. I stopped you for this, but what's this all about? And he goes, fuck. Oh, he goes, no. this is my son's car. <clears throat> I go, okay. And he goes, my, I, you would not be the morning I'm having. And I'm late and I had to get to work. I'm a nurse at the hospital and this is my fucking son's. And now it goes back to this. I have a job to do. Is he lying to me? I'm just going to do my job. And I had to arrest him.
1: Would it make a difference if it was his son's? Well, do bar- you know
0: what? I told him this. I told him this. I said, look, I'm going to, I'm You're going to be placed under arrest for possession, you know? And this wasn't residual in a pipe. This was a fucking bag, you know, not, I'm not going to overlook this. And, you know, it's like, I said, but you know what? You need to, you need to, we need to clear this up in court. That's what the court is for. You have your son come forward. I mean, his son is going to get arrested for it because this kid, you're the one in possession of it. You know? And, and it, it put me in a really hard place. Like I, I believe the guy, but there was also part of me going, I'm not just going to turn the cheek. You know, I have a job to do. Right, right. You know, what if this guy is lying? I hate, and that's where I learned. I, I, I hate the words "what if." I hate those two words. What if?
1: Because there's no end to that. There's none.
0: It keeps you up at night. Can, right. I just, I'm just going to do my job. You can yeah. hate me. You can call me an asshole. But this is between you and your son. Whatever he's up to, putting you in this position. Don't be pissed at me. Take it up with him. Right. Does it make sense? And when you just talk to people like that, and I wasn't even. I just, you know, he goes, I understand. I go, we'll get through this, you know, but I, I have a shot the fuck up, get a lawyer mm-hmm. and put your, put your kid in the hot seat,
1: man. You know? Yeah. But so. I mean, that's, I can only imagine being a parent. You're going to, yeah. you're going to have to face that decision of like, well, it's mm-hmm. either going to be me or my kid. And depending mm-hmm. on if the kid's you know, 16, you know, mm-hmm. he'll probably be all right. But if he's an adult, he's fucked.
0: Yeah. I don't even remember what the age of the kid was, but he said, he used my boy's car and shit.
1: Wow. would that would that matter though is, is my question because it's not it's like it's like you could own a car with expired registration and mm-hmm. that's not a crime. But if I drive it, I'm the one at fault, even though mm-hmm. it's your car. Yeah. Cause I'm the one driving it. Mm-hmm. So even though it's somebody else's bag of weed, if I'm the one driving the car while that bag of weed is in
0: there, in it's
1: my ass that's on the line.
0: Yeah. And I think that's just something rather than panic set in, going fuck, I'm fucked, I'm fucked just and it's easier said than done you just say hey you know i need to get a lawyer and like i would say to my kid going like you know you knew what we were going through with the car situation i had to borrow your car your shit was in that car and now i'm taking the hit for it you're going to the lawyers i don't care if you have to write a statement or affidavit saying that's mine That's not my dad's and they dismiss this however they do it i mean that happens in family violence cases you know you have uh, a, a a woman whoops some her husband's ass. What a bitch! Yeah, wh- whoop his ass. Not her. Uh, well, either what, way. What a, what a and now you know. And they're caught up in that the heat of the moment, and then they make up. And now when it goes to court, somebody's citing a non-prosecution statement that they don't want to do anything about it. You know, the cases get dismissed. You know, and it's family violence, and there's zero tolerance on that. And I would I would imagine that the same it goes the same for these types of things. You know, and we just go do our jobs. Right. You know, right you know how you sort it out is that's up to the court system that's not the police you know police you somebody hit somebody you possess, whatever we're making the arrest we're doing the paperwork right you sort that shit out and you're probably just going to repeat the cycle again you know until the system does whatever they want to do you know but i've heard that i've seen that what happened to the couple well he signed a non prosecution statement and she, you know you know same with the female you know she didn't want to do anything and you know, they're going to take some classes, some counseling, whatever, you
1: know. Yeah, counseling you know. is you get that guy, you make him eat some liver, you send him to martial arts, yeah. smack him a few times, make him never- give him a flashlight, help him locate his nuts. Yeah. And then maybe his wife will stop beating him. Yeah.
0: I've seen this. I mean, man. she's a
1: fucking bitch. You know, man. you should never do that either way. If you're married. Yeah, don't hit each other, man. Yeah. Don't yeah, hit each for other. sure. You shouldn't do that on, on either side. But I mean, I, I try. You know to, what? I try to
0: understand. Go join a jujitsu school, train. And go smoke some weed, man.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try to understand the position of a guy who's getting beat up by his wife, and I just have a hard time with it. I've known a few. I have a hard time with it. I'm like, what is going on in his brain? Okay, like if we're going to look at it as a mental health problem, which which it has to be, right? Then we have to sympathize with the guy. I don't know, or or empathize, uh-huh. um, instead of just saying, "What a fucking pussy! Why doesn't he just? Why doesn't he just? You know." Hold her like hold her arms or, or fucking smack her back. You know, if, if
2: smack me, and I'll
1: I, smack dude. You I back. I I don't I don't buy that bullshit of like you should never hit a woman. I don't fuck either, you. man. If, fuck she's, that. if she if Let a girl t- kicks me in the nuts, I'm gonna cunt put that bitch. Yes, I'm with you.
0: Let me tell you what. <laughs> you want to throw hands, motherfucker? Because some <laughs> right. chicks can hit fucking hard. Yes, I've course. been fucking slapped by a chick. I did fucking co and I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You know, we're drunk in Messiah on a Sunday, and pa, like fucking, hey, man, you like know, like this was a girl you were dating? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, dude, narcissist. Oh, what did you I do? To talk to the like, hot bartender. You know, why did she slap you? Just so talking to the hot bartender. Oh. Because she was she was flirting with one of the bartenders at this place. Oh. Man. And 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 people were catching on to this, and I'm, I'm i was just kind of feeling like an did idiot. They think you were swingers? No, man. No, no. She was just she was just <laughs> she's fucking hot, and but just being a flirt. And there's this cute chick behind the bar and, and the girl I was with, the bathroom and I go, are you catching this? She's like, yeah, let's have some fun with this. So I'm going to, I played her up. I said, let's just, let's just flirt. She goes, okay. And so I was doing it. And like, when we leave, she's oh, like, she's like, what was that all about? I said, look, I saw you talking to the dude. This chick was eyeing me. I said, if you could do it like I do, baby, then I'd be worried But you got no game. Boom! Fucking, oh, she, she punched she fucking you. Fucking cocked me good, oh. man. <laughs> I was like, god damn. Just this quiet drive home, man. I'm like, please don't do that again,
2: because I
0: will bring a hard left, and you will fly out the door. It was funny, man. But uh, yeah, just that's you know, we were so, drunk. man Speaking
1: so. of flying out the door, I texted one of my. I was texting with one of my friends yesterday, who's a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And uh what did I ask him to do? I asked him if he's going go to go to grappling Friday night. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey man, you going? You going to jits? And he goes, no, nah, I just got called to the hospital. Uh, young girl, not, you know, young, I think, how old was she? Not like, not like child, you know, mm-hmm. but adult. Um, actually, I might be making that detail up. But anyway, fuck it. The story is a girl was ejected out of a, out of a, uh, out of a car while the car was moving. Mm-hmm. And she's got like eight fractured bones or oh, you know, Jesus. She, she's fucking broken yeah. in so many places. It's horrible. You're in town, I take it? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, that's people, you know, I, I don't mean to sound like
1: but you didn't you didn't hit you didn't hit that girl back, did you? Because you No you, knew no, you no, it. No,
0: no, I I didn't deserve it. I don't care what I you said to that skank, it? man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't Maybe she shouldn't have hit
1: you. She you know, could have she, she could have just told you to, to I
0: mean, we were had a little she, buzz going on. She could have just you told know. you, you
1: know what, you're a piece of shit. I'm leaving. Fine, she,
0: but she, I said, you know, she was doing it. So I said, She was playing the 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 male bartender. I'm like, motherfucker, you're pulling this shit in front of me. So I started with the female. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I said You can't do it like I do it. And she hit me. You got to stop hanging out with low quality females.
1: Oh, they're classy, man. Classy. (laughs) Narcissistic women. Power trips. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, pages on Instagram. I was shocked at how many I found uh, that have to do with uh, narcissism. They always talk about like the narcissist. Uh, um, um, you know, rec- recovery from mm. narcissists and yeah, dating them. Yeah. Dating narcissists yeah. and all that. There's a ton of them. It
0: this, is, this, this girl I dated weird. for a while. Like, she was, I'm like,
1: just don't, I'm she like, was
0: the quintessential narcissist. Like, um, she was at my place when, when, when I, when I got off work and I had dealt with three tragic things in one day. One was a, again, a, a SWAT call out with this kid shot himself. Um, and I'd gotten news that a, a guy from my academy class had just died of a heart attack and I'd seen him the day before. He's a detective. And then, uh, I found out a very dear family friend had also died Damn. and I, and I was just going like, man, you know, I just got home from this day with this, this kid off himself, man. And, and, and then I got the news on this other stuff. I'm going like, fuck, hey, man, I was sitting there. She was, on, she was on the couch and she was watching TV and I was doing something. I said, you know, these, check out this day I had. And she just goes, and I wasn't looking for like, hold me cuddles and kisses. I was, just wanted to talk. You know, I just wanted to release this, you know, and to someone to listen. And she's just like, eh, whatever. Like straight uh, up said that. And I knew right then, like no empathy, no compassion, you know. Um, was, she,
1: was she hot? Fuck
0: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> fucking smoking hot, man. Just a, that, <laughs> so that checked everything off. <laughs> that checks it off, man. You okay? Huh? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I know, man. That's always the question. That's that's a guy question. Was she hot? (laughs) Oh, you're good then. You're good, man. She tried to stab you, right? (laughs) Right, right. Okay, but she's
1: hot. Deal with it, bro. (laughs) Uh, That's uh, really important to um when you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship, romantic or Mm -hmm. friendships or otherwise. um, Doesn't matter if if you know you're, you're you're who who the person is. Doesn't matter. If you want to strengthen relationships, you have to show people that you understand. Yes, that they're all ha- relationships are having a bad day, mm-hmm. and sometimes that means shutting the fuck up about your awesome day mm-hmm. and just listening to their bad day. That's it, just listen. So when someone tells you, "Hey, I, you know, I've had a, you know, t- man, I went through some stuff today," you don't go, "Oh my god, I just got a promotion!" Let me mm-hmm. tell you how you know it's mm-hmm. been amazing. It's like now's your turn to shut up, mm-hmm. even though. You're really excited about this awesome thing that just happened yeah. to you. Now's your turn to shut up and just listen to what this other person has to say. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many people don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Simple, simple things, man, that just make relationships so much better. And people, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how some of these things are so such f- abstract, foreign mm-hmm. concepts
0: all about me i guess you know yeah right you know there's a lot of that it's all about me it's all about me you know um so people matter they do it's people are important you know and i i I learned that through the job you know people matter you know
1: i want to ask you this question because el paso is known as being one of the safest cities in america Mm -hmm. and i think that's awesome Mm -hmm but what that leads a lot of people to think is that there's no crime in El Paso is that they don't need to lock their doors. They don't need to learn self-defense. They don't need to have a guard dog or a firearm or any of this shit. And I think they're delusional. Mm -hmm. I think they're lying to themselves because there's still crime in El Paso. Otherwise you would not have had a job for 22 years. Why do we need police officers? If there's no crime in Mm -hmm. El Paso, right? Right. There's always the sign on the freeway now hiring. They're always Mm -hmm. looking for more police. Um, And so I tell people, they go, oh, we live in El Paso. It's a pretty safe place. I don't need a gun. I'm like, have you ever talked to a police officer? Mm -hmm. They go, no. I'm like, okay, do me a favor. The next time you're you're in a position where you can have a conversation with one, Mm -hmm. just ask them about some of the violent calls that they're having to respond to and the shit that they've seen and the criminals they've arrested. Mm -hmm. And maybe you'll start to think that like, you know what? That could, that could have been me. Right that could have been me. And, and at that point you'll realize that safety is not something to take for granted. It's not something to think like, Oh, nothing's ever going to happen. I live in El Paso. I know people who never lock their fucking door. I do too. It's, it's insane to me. And, and nobody in that house, it's, it's a, you know, a family of whatever, four or five people, nobody in that house. is. I could, I could, I could run through them in a matter of a couple of minutes with my bare hands, all five of them. And they never locked their door. And I'm like, you don't want a guy like me who's fucking crazy mm-hmm. to, to, to attack you yeah. like, and you can't defend yourself. No, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm crazy. A guy mm-hmm. with my physical abilities. Mm-hmm. I know what you're saying. Who's you're crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know. I totally got I don't you. Want people to misunderstand. No, they, I totally, yeah, I I've totally not, got that. Yeah. That's what I, I've actually, I've, I've told people this and it freaks them out. I, uh, you know, middle-aged women, old men, uh, uh teenagers, whatever. I've looked them dead in the eye when they tell me that, oh, we don't need firearms or you know, you're know you crazy because you you train because you think that somebody might attack you. Who's going to attack you? you know That kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. I've looked them dead in the eye. I said, what would you do if I got my hands on you right now? Are you going to call the police? Yeah. Are they going to get here in time? Exactly. I've told you, you know how long it would take me to kill you? Less than 10 seconds. Yes. 10 fucking seconds. I'll get my hands on you. I'll choke you out. You'll be dead in 10 seconds. You're going to call the police? Mm-hmm. And they just look at me like. Oh, fuck. I forget
0: the name of the sheriff, some sheriff in a county. I want to say it was in Illinois or Indiana. And he said, best, he said, you know, sometimes you can't call the cops. You don't have time. To- you need to fucking shoot them. Like that was his point. It was yeah. like, you have an intruder in your home. Instead of running to your phone or whatever, run and get your gun and know and have the confidence to use that thing and wax them. You know, yeah. and, and he was straightforward. But I wish I could remember this guy's name, man. And, uh, but it made sense. Like the cops, you know, they're going to get through in a few minutes. Like, I mean, people love to say the cops never showed up. The cop did, no, 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 no. We'll show up. It's going to happen.
1: But Bro, I bet that if I order takeout, it'll get here before the cops get here.
2: <laughs> Probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not always. Not always. Not always. Well, not
2: but-
0: necessarily because takeout takes 20-30 minutes at times, but you not, can get not, a cop.
1: Not if it's DoorDash, they're fast.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never used them, but you know. Um, it
1: depends. If you're it depends on what you're ordering and how big the order is, yeah. too. And if if there if there's drinks, you know, they yeah. got to be more careful when yeah. they're transporting the them. But if it's just a burger and yeah. some fries, bro, they'll get here quick. So
0: but you know, the cops show people. <laughs> I'm sure somebody can sit across and we go, Well, this time, this time, this time. Well, you know, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but I always showed up. You know, sure, sure. I mean, but well, so. well,
1: but here's the thing, though. I actually had this conversation uh recently on the podcast with with, with one of my guests, and I said, "Um, I said you got to understand that a lot of times, and and maybe maybe this will this will uh um remind you of some situations. A lot of times, the police, the police's job does not require. Let me let me say it differently. That's not a good way to say it. A lot of times." The police are not going to be there to stop the criminal. They're going to be there to catch the criminal after they've committed the crime. Oh well, yeah, and so mm-hmm. you're already dead at that point, or kidnapped, mm-hmm. or yeah. raped, whatever. or Your robbed, or beaten, broken into, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, and then the cops go get the criminal. Well, that's great. Okay, yeah, now they're going to arrest the person. They're they're going to be prosecuted, but um, but you still you still got fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is that true? Is that, am I, like, I see what you're saying. It's to yeah. what degree is that true? That right? Who Then who does it fall on? It so, 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 falls own, on that own, person. Yeah. You're not the police. Right. Right. You know, that's why every person should mm-hmm. be ready to defend themselves. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid to. Right. Don't
0: worry about consequences. Don't worry about the what ifs. There's that. What if, I
1: mean, yeah. it kind of depends on the situation yeah. though. It depends on witnesses. Nowadays, you have to think about the consequences, if, if somebody is breaking into your home, fuck them, you know, yeah. just do what you got to do. Um, somebody's trying to like break into your car. But I think like a guy my size um, and a guy my size is going to have a lot less leeway if I fuck somebody up when I go to court because they're going to be like, oh, well, you didn't have to do that. You know, you're a big guy. You could have mm-hmm. defended yourself differently. You didn't have to shoot him. That well, kind of thing.
0: Let me kind of, I don't know if this will reverse it. I've seen, uh, a couple times, it's not like a lot, but i the these, this humongous bodybuilder, powerlifter guy, he had someone pay traffic tickets and this tiny little female officer arrested him. And he even said it, he said, I would never fuck with the police He goes, that's just not my nature, but something came up when he was under arrest. You know, we talked to people, I think somebody said, you know, is that arrested? You know, he's, they're playing, he goes, man. This little thing is so justified, and what you just saying on body size—they take all that into account. If I were to give her a hard time, and she pulled out that gun and dropped me and killed me, I—I I can't live to tell the story. And she's, look at her, look at me, right, right. And it made sense. These they, people know that too. Like, I'm a big dude, and you know.
1: Yeah, like if I if I were to if I were to get in a physical altercation with somebody especially if it was a female especially mm-hmm. if it was a smaller person it could have been you know a, a, an 18 year old guy who's just kind of small mm-hmm. and, but it's like it's like you know so you, you have to think about it's not just defend yourself at all costs it's like sometimes i i would say always if you can walk away walk away, mm-hmm. if, you Absolutely. Walk away if you can walk away just just fucking walk away you know what do you you know but if you have to defend yourself walk away
0: yeah. Turn I mean, the other cheek, man. If you yeah. have to
1: defend yourself, you know, yeah. I, I still would think about witnesses and like, who's around? How many cameras are on me? You know, mm-hmm.
0: so that was all going through my mind with that, that grocery store incident with that guy walking up to me. Oh yeah. my God, I'm thinking that going like, what? how my? I? About? I don't need, you don't have time to think that's a, you don't need to think like that. You just need to,
1: I could have blown it, it, it off be that way.
0: or I should have just smacked them. It
1: you know? should be that way. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If people understood that, like, like the reason a lot of times people are rowdy is because they, they're counting. On your self restraint because you don't want to get arrested, Mm -hmm. and that's why they'll get rowdy with you.
2: Yeah,
0: people know he can't do anything about this. He's he's trained to deal with it. It's well,
1: not not you personally, yeah, in general. Yeah, the reason some people will get rowdy is because they're they're banking on the fact that you're not going to hit them because then they're going to because then you're going to get arrested. And I think that if that weren't the case, if it were, if 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 beating the shit out of somebody. Um for insulting you was actually a a a valid defense in Mm -hmm. court. You say, Well, you know what, this person came up to me and he said this and that, and so I punched him. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people would think twice about their about what they're about to say.
0: I wonder about that, you know. I I you, you that makes a lot of sense because if you just do it, you know, and like hey, I did it, man, and I'm good with whatever happens, you know, and I, and that makes me think about officers that, that fuck up, you know, you want to talk about police reform and we talked about a little while ago, get rid of the bad ones, you know, when officers fuck up, get rid of them because that's going to send a message to the others. Like for sure, uh, we ain't fucking around, but you know what, you're going to keep the good ones and they can do that work. They They can do it. That's what they're there for. They're proud to be there, you know? And if you just send a message, like, you guys are held at a different level, they tell you, and you're putting this level of trust in the public eye. And when you tarnish that, and whatever level you do it at, like, it's I I understand something just happened in in the news where an officer got arrested or fired. Something happened at an apartment complex. Did you hear about this? No, man. I'm so, I'm some, so yeah. removed from
1: the news. So am I. It's it was brought up to
0: funny. me last night. And again, if, if there's some El Paso cop, I don't know who he is. He's a courtesy officer in a complex, went to clear the pool and some people were there. Some girl was in the pool after hours. And he said, you know, you go down on me. We can, I won't make an issue of this. Oh this. And she went like good for her. She went fucking told apparently good for her. Get rid of that motherfucker, yeah. man. Yeah. Get rid of that fucking guy. Sure. Fuck him. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about reform. And you know, I talked about hiring. How do you find that kind of deviant kind of shit in people? Because they're going to go there and they're going to take the written test and they're going to go through their oral board interviews and their background checks and, and they're going to play this game. Like, I just want to hand out teddy bears and blankets and I just want to make a difference in the community. But underlying issues are this kind of shit. And you're seeing it more and more. They're doing deviant fucking shit. Yeah. Get the get them the fuck out. Send the message that this department doesn't tolerate this shit, which they don't. All this right. is a great department.
2: All right.
0: And We're not
1: putting up with this kind of crap and prosecute them to the full extent of the law. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, prosecute them. The uh, qualified immunity is a bunch of bullshit. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a bunch of horseshit. Like, what what makes a cop's job a lot harder and a lot more dangerous is when people don't trust Mm them. When people have this fear of like, oh, this guy's this cop is lying to me Mm -hmm. because cops can lie to Mm -hmm. get to get confessions. They can they do it all the time. They can lie to achieve a desired result. They Mm -hmm. can make up bullshit to, to get you to let them into your house. Mm-hmm. And then they search your house and they find some shit in there. It, like this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. If, 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 uh, that weren't the case, if, if police officers were not allowed to lie to get confessions or to, to, you know, uh, get you to, um, <clears throat> consent to a, to an unreasonable search, whatever the case, and you got rid of qualified immunity. And when a cop goes and murders somebody and the video goes viral, they get properly prosecuted, not like, oh, well, oh yeah, we fired them. Well, what the fuck? They killed, oh, they'll they get, killed somebody. Yeah, they'll get prosecuted. You fired them? Like, mm-hmm. they should... Go I to- think
0: they'll probably, they'll, you know, they'll probably terminate them at the end. But they, you know, there's a legal game. that From what I've seen, it just seems like there's always this legal issue they got to play. There's always these, like, we can't fire him just yet, administrative leave, whatever, until this whole thing pans out. Now we got him, now let's fire him. But it's already on the back burner. Right. You know? It's already there, but they got a, it's, it seems like if I was a guessing man, from what I saw, like they have to play their cards, right. They have to play the cards. Sure. right. Yeah.
1: I think going to jail for just, just in general, getting arrested for violent crimes, you got to be kind of dumb, not mm-hmm. as an officer, as a, any person, mm-hmm. you gotta be kind of dumb to get arrested for violent crime. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you want to beat the shit out of somebody, do MMA, mm-hmm. you can actually get paid to beat the shit out of somebody. Right. Uh, if you want to kill somebody, join the military. You can get paid uh-huh. to kill people. You yeah. could be, you could be, you could be a private contractor. Right. You could go rip people's throats out, mm-hmm. do whatever the hell your fantasy is, yeah. as a private contractor. And you can get paid to do it and mm-hmm. never go to jail. Right? Why would you do it and go to jail? Like you an know idiot? that makes me think about.
0: <laughs> you know what... that's the
1: best place to send psychopaths. Put them in in these, but but they have proclivities. They don't want to.
2: Yeah.
1: They have a specific taste. It's not just like. It's not, it's not blind violence. It's they, there, there's a certain setup. There's a certain mm-hmm. structure, a certain, uh, signature yeah. that all their crimes kind of follow the same sort of, uh, pattern? Unfo- unfolding pattern. Yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense. So that probably wouldn't work. But if you're just a crazy motherfucker who wants to, who wants to kill somebody dude, I mean, join the military. Yeah. You could actually, you can get a medal. <laughs> like, why are you going to jail mm-hmm. when you can get a medal?
0: Mm-hmm. It's the mind, man. It's the mind. Like maybe that's not the way he wants to kill people. Uh, Maybe he wants to.
1: I mean, I find
0: that specific person and poop on them and cut their throat open and stuff poop in their throat and have sex with them, and then you know it's not just going to the military. Probably
1: do that as a contractor, (laughs) dude. You could do a lot. You could get away with a lot of shit as a contractor. If I was ever like, if I ever had the urge to to really, you know, do some violent shit, um, I I wouldn't do military. I'd do contract work. I don't know if they take me without military experience. I, I think know. I think you have to be military or you know, police or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. But but the point is, actually, I had a friend of mine try to recruit me one time. He had just gotten back from a tour. I was like twenty, I think. He, so he just gotten back either from Afghanistan or Iraq. I don't remember. I know he did tours in both places. Mm-hmm. He got out of the army. He had like a he hurt his back or something, and so he got out of the army. But then they were taking contractors to to Iraq, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Dude, I need a translator. We're gonna be a team of four guys." Mm-hmm you can like he was giving me the whole breakdown we'll be there for nine months they mm-hmm. pay you i think it was like hundred and ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars and he's like he's like get this we can do whatever the fuck we want mm-hmm. he's like whatever we see over there we could bring back with us uh. i mean it's not like the military mm-hmm. you don't have rules of engagement uh. but you also don't have the backup of the military yeah. which makes it a lot more dangerous mm-hmm. when you're in the army or you know whatever the navy or anything mm-hmm. uh you have you have support from from the helicopters from the marines from mm-hmm. whatever when you're a contractor, it's not like that. I don't know too much about that. Shit. I know a couple guys that have done it, but I never heard any. They make some bank. Yeah, they make bank. And they get to do some crazy shit. I but I told know. the guy, I was like, look, man, you've already been a soldier for all these years. Mm-hmm. You've already been in combat engagements. You've had combat training. I went paintballing yesterday. And I, I was paintballing and I was thinking, wow, John Wick is so full of shit.
0: <laughs> <It's> Hollywood, <laughs> like, man. Like, uh-huh. There's
1: paintballs flying mm-hmm. everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. And I did really well, actually. Mm-hmm. I did great. There was like five games in a row where I went and just ripped through the other team because yeah. um, they just keep themselves exposed. And I've done enough firearm training and mm-hmm. IDPA to, to you know, know not to stick my leg out right. from behind the barrier and that kind of thing. And just like barely peak. Where'd, where you,
0: where'd you do this at?
1: ex Motoball sports. Where's that? Way the hell out on Montana. Oh, okay. I see. Um, but <laughs> there was oh this was so fucked up. It was so funny. It was like we were playing, I think, a game of uh, twelve on twelve or something. And it's all dudes. There's just one girl. She's like this little short girl, and <laughs> she she was in the corner, and we had no idea who's. You know, you can't really see whether that's a girl or a guy, or you know, you can't tell who the person is. Mm-hmm. They got masks on. You know, it's, yeah, it's at a distance, that and. It was, it was down to me and two other guys. we ran through their whole team. It was down to me and two other guys and we start, but that, like that person's been behind that bunker in, in the corner, not bunker barrier in the corner shooting the whole time. Mm-hmm. So we're all, the three of us are just going in that direction now from three different angles. And then finally she pops out for a second and we just lit her up. We shot, probably shot her like 20 times. <laughs> she was just
0: Probably doesn't feel it good, man. So fucked up.
1: No, man, that gear I mean, hurts she, still. You still feel it. Oh my god! It. Yeah, no, yeah. she. No, we were No, we don't have gear. We're wearing regular t-shirts mm, and n-uh. jeans. You know. Fuck that! Yeah, I have a. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a, a huge a red red uh-huh. welt on my on my leg. We just lit her up, And we didn't know who it was. We just all started firing at her at the same time. It was hilarious. And then one guy lit me up, shot me five times. But but before I could get my hand up, you know, he shot me yeah. five times.
0: We do that on an apartment. We have it's called Sims. Semmunitions munitions and oh my oh, God, yeah, yeah, dude yeah. they st- oh, it's not fun, man. Get tagged left and right. And, they, and then they know you're like, I'm going to fuck with them. They just put a couple more rounds in you just to get you. Oh, jerks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. You ever, ta-
1: you ever tase each other for fun? Or no.
0: To see who could take it? No. Uh, no, I'm not about that. <laughs> <laughs> not about that, man.
1: <laughs> That's the thing guys would do for sure. I'm sure yeah. there's people
0: that fuck around with that stuff, but I ain't playing that game, man. So. Yeah. I think it'll stop your heart. I don't know, man. I'm, Taser. I've never been tased. I got grandfathered in. What? Yeah, I'm proud of that one. Oh, I'm man. proud of that. I did not want to get tased. That's not fair. Yeah, yes you, it is. You
1: need to go back and get tased. Though. Nope. What
0: about pepper spray? Oh yeah. You got pepper spray. Oh, yeah, in. that I mean, pepper spray like come on, they, like that's just like your your eyes have gonorrhea, man, it just stings and it just <laughs> <laughs> from all my friends tell me about gonorrhea not that I'm kidding but, but yeah. going
1: through the academy you get pepper sprayed and you get tased
0: well when I went through the academy tasers weren't available oh. we got pepper sprayed and you what know, did they
1: have back then
0: they, they, they had your asp they had tasers wow tasers didn't come out to about six seven years later oh wow and uh, tasers were fun though man you know tasers. you got some good taser stories yeah
1: Tell me one. We're we're almost at three hours. Just okay. Tell, okay. Tell
0: me one. Uh the original tasers were these huge banana, like these huge. Like now the tasers are really compact. These things were huge, and I was in K nine at the time, and we got called to the, the Coronado Hotel down there on Mesa. I think it's been I think it's been demolished, and uh, one of the homeless people had money for the night. It was a rainy night, and we got called there because she had a guy in her hotel room one of her homeless buddies who wanted to stay, but she wanted him out. And remember, this has been over 15 years now, so I can tell this story. <laughs> so this dude, we walk, we get there and she's like, come on in. And there's this dude sitting on the edge of his bed, on the edge of the bed. And he's got like a, a fedora on, like an Indiana Jones hat. He's got this long blonde hair and he's got a beard. And he's smoking a cigarette, man. He's in there smoking he's not even make eye contact. eye contact with us we're talking to her she's like look he's my friend um we're homeless and but he needs to leave I, I need the room to myself you know I, I was able to get some money for a couple of nights it's raining and I don't I don't want any con- I, need- I said hey man it's that simple you need to balance dude you need to go he's just smoking a smoke right <laughs> and he goes his exact words I'll never forget he doesn't even make eye contact with me he's just smoking and he, he has that cigarette in his fingers and he points to me and he goes you don't tell me what the fuck to do. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, but well, I'm going to tell you what the fuck you can do. I went, Oh really? And I had another officer there and uh, good dude, man. This guy's a, this guy's legit, man. And look, we look at each other. So I get a little, you know, I was a young officer kind of, you know, stupid still. And, and, and I said, dude, you need to get the fuck out of here, man. It's that simple. Just get up and leave, you know, take off. He's not moving, he's not budging. So I take his hat, and I just fucking chuck it out the door. And that sets this motherfucker off. But it gets him out of the room. You know, I just get the fuck out of here, man. I'll be talking that shit. You know, I'm not do anything to you. I'm here, you know, just go. So he gets outside, we're outside the hotel. <laughs> and he goes, You know what, motherfucker? Because I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. And he flicks that cigarette at me. And like matrix shit it just goes right by my head he starts charging at me and i pull the taser and my partner goes do it <laughs> first time i ever did it and pow man i just dropped him and he found jesus quick man we're like fuck man this shit works bro you know, he's just, he's just sitting there on the ground he goes bro i'm sorry man i'm fucking sorry bro. it's cool i'll leave no not anymore you're not you know i'm like no fuck now we got to deal with this guy but, yeah, it was, some, it was some classic shit. I never got – I always wanted that. This, this is going <laughs> to yeah. sound brutal, man, before we wrap it up. You know, I had my bucket list. I always wanted to beanbag someone. Ooh. I never got to do that. Yeah, that's not too bad. Beanbag would be cool. I mean,
1: I'm sure it hurts like Oh,
0: her. yeah. I've seen it happen, you know, but I always wanted to beanbag. But Taser stories are good. Taser stories. <laughs> that was, but that was like 2005, I think, so it's been a while.
1: Jared Lim, thanks for coming in, Jim, brother. thank you, man. I it's appreciate always, it. It's always we'll good to see you. We'll do it again. We'll yes, do it sir. again.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, we'll
1: thanks. do it again. Thanks. Later, everybody. I got to pee, man.
2: Yeah. <laughs>